Welcome to Hey Aspect. Do that again, but a little less. Welcome to Hey Aspect. So you want someone to make a parody of the Darkwing Duck theme song? Yes. Yes. But yes. Hey ass butt. Yes, I want that. I can just do that. Oh yeah, please do that. <laughs> when I said accepting applications, I meant from you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. Here welcome. with another episode of Hey Ass Butt. Okay. Supermodel of the world. You're going to have to put this somewhere else because Ducky is going to chew on it. Hey, hey, you're going to knock over my wine. We're going to have a fight. Ducky, don't give a fuck. Ducky. Ducky and I seem to have a love-hate relationship. She's trying to knock over my wine. She yeah. was upset that yeah. I was kissing her earlier, but she's sitting beside me and I'm in need of reading. Oh, like she's you. very upset about it's that. It's like also. you're both Rachel and Rachel. Ducky, yeah. Ducky will sit <laughs> on my lap and then bite my forearms because she's sitting on my lap. Yes. Yeah. Ducky so likes me to, on her on my period. Ducky yeah. likes to come eat my hair. I had a cat that used to do that, and then she would get mad at you, and she would wrap her claws around and dig them into your forehead, and then bite your head. Nice. Ugh. It's like I'm sorry, I didn't know that this was such a chore for you. That sounds oh. like an outside. Game. But yeah, also, she also Ducky loves to one crawl in the trash. Like the trash cat she is. And two, chew on... She she loves to chew on plastic bags, especially if they're full of bread. Mm. Hey, so I bet... I bet you guys are wondering who that other feminine voice is of me. Yeah. We are breaking up this sausage fest. That's right. We have a guest. We have a guest. Her name is Elizabeth. You have heard her before in one of our kidnap sketches. Yes. uh, From last season. The second one, to be specific. You played Alexa, right? Yeah. (laughs) You basically, yeah. Yeah. GLaDOS. Yeah, you were like a GLaDOS robot. So Elizabeth, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm still waiting on the royalty check from that skit. <laughs> oh, that, that got lost that's on its in way the to mail, the and okay. you're gonna get it any day now. Any yep. day now, great. My car payment's due. <laughs> um, it, uh, we'll Venmo it to you. It had an accident Eventually. by accident. I meant it got introduced to the shredder. Oh, okay. You didn't know that was slave labor. All right, now I have to walk out now. God damn, guys. So, um, door slam. I don't know. What do you want when you say tell you about myself? You, you want... were born a poor black child. I was. <laughs> <laughs> What's no, your sign? No, worse. Is it in retrograde? Worse. How do you murder people? Hey, well. <laughs> my, ice pick. Ice my, pick. Ice pick. My favorite is poison. Hey. Nice. I know you're laughing, but I threatened to poison my dad when I was 15. Wow. Hey. I believe it. Hardcore. <laughs> um, no context. So, Let's keep rolling. We know you from comedy. Yes. Yeah. You are another lady who does comedy in town. Yes, ma'am. Which is not super common for Huntsville, so that's very exciting. There's, what, three of us active right now? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Whenever a new comic comes into town, if they're, like, not a straight white dude, I'm like, keep going. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a first-timer female comic at Coppertop last week. Ooh. I hope she's there again because oh, she yeah. ha- she was actually pretty good. She was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Coppertop's one of our open mics. Kind of like the dirty open mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but yes, I've been doing comedy since June. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Uh, like most people, it was an ill-advised decision instead of going to actual therapy. <laughs> but uh. somehow it's panning out. Oh, uh, as of the recording of this episode, that's about seven months. Yes. Yeah. And you're already getting booked on stuff. and Yes. Exciting. Doing stuff. And you're a Supernatural fan, so... I am. Yeah. I got into... I tried to watch it the first year it was out mm-hmm. as it was airing. I was Ooh. very excited because Jensen Ackles was in Dark Angel with Jessica Alba in the second season of Dark Angel. And I fell in love with that character that he played. So I was like, yes, I want to see this. Um, I was currently staying with my previous in-laws before they were officially my in-laws and the white lady episode happened and they're like, this is too sexy. We can't watch this. The white lady episode was too sexy? Sexy because she was on top of Jared Padalecki kissing him. Oh, the sex her in-laws have is boring. Boring. Somehow they had six kids. I want to hear their opinions on the Sears catalog. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. Did you know that uh, because of the internet you can go straight to (laughs) Sears.com? Thank you, the voice of Tina from Pops Burger. (laughs) I'll look up your name later for like the second half of the episode. So I actually lost touch with it for several years. And then after I had my second son, I was, or not my second son, my second child, my first son, I was nursing and nursing sessions, um, the La Leche League does not tell you this. They take for fucking ever. Mm. So I would get to watch about half to two-thirds of an episode on Netflix while I was nursing. And mm. that was five years ago. So I went through all of it, all of the current library on Netflix, which was, what, seven years, seven seasons, mm. while I was nursing. Dang. Yeah, now it's a million billion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's how I got into ne- to Supernatural. So Sweet. what do you like about the show? Uh, well, I the sci-fi fantasy genre is just one of my favorite genres, especially for visual media. And um, again, Jared Padalecki. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yep. I get it. No, I keep getting them confused. I'm sorry. Jensen, Jensen Ackles. Ackles is what I meant. There you go. Okay. There you go. That. Also, yeah. Sorry. Goddamn squirrel over moose. I am horrible. This, it's I'm not horrible. a competition. They're both very attractive. <laughs> Hor- no, they're not. <laughs> Whoa. Hang on. Wow. Okay. Are we going to fight about yeah, this? We are about to fight I am about horrible this. with names. The guy that like... plays Dean was in Dark Angel. Good. I loved that when yes. I was a Yeah, Jensen Ackles is his name. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry, so one Jensen of the very Ackles. first reviews If you leave your wife for our Polly, I am open. <laughs> he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't listen to this piece of shit. <laughs> don't destroy my hopes and dreams. You're already not paying me. <laughs> um... So, you had dinner. <laughs> you're drinking wine that true you bought, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink that in our establishment. Yes. I don't we even you to the half cast cave. Oh no, there's a skull here. Okay. It's very nice. I'm sorry, that's very ungrateful of me. You're you you are right. Damn right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So the one of the very first reviews we got about the show is that somebody. <laughs> Was expecting it to be just two hours of three giggling teenagers yeah, arguing about yeah, who was more attractive, yeah. Sam and Dean. You know and what? is this that episode? Yes, yes. it is. Yes, yep, you finally it got now. it. Except it's not two teenagers. It's one lady in her 20s and one lady in her 30s. And two dudes in their 20s. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd fuck squirrel. 
I mean, Jason Squirrel. He's got a purdy mouth. Damn right. Oh, gross. Is that the gayest thing I've heard Ben say? No. Uh, no. Not by a long shot. No, not yeah, you're right. That's not true. I will. I think. I think that's the gayest thing Ben has said on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Has he talked hey. about wanting to fuck Jensen Ackles before? Ben, I don't do think not so. Gay bait. God damn it! <laughs> Stop it! We already have Supernatural doing that enough. We don't need you too. Yeah, I'm sure that's where I learned. <laughs> It's queer How baiting with it? Ben because true he isn't queer, but I do truly believe that if given the chance, <laughs> he he would probably not totally say. He no. could get me drunk okay. enough that brewery. But... I just want to know two things. One. How much of this laughter are you going to have to edit out? Oh no! Two. Zero is percent. it bad if I quote one of Tom's jokes? As long as you credit him. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tom Hand says that if you've had enough whiskey, it doesn't matter. About the gender. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a hole's a hole if a hole's a hole. Oh, please. Jensen definitely mouth. tops. Some like, say, let's be real. Some say that whiskey is its own gender. <laughs> <laughs> the three genders. The three genders. Male, female, female whiskey. whiskey. Oh, there's another bottle of wine. The let's three, the three genders. We're already here. The three genders. Oh, Scotch, my God. Scotch, whiskey, bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here. Where did you get those? From the gender tree? From the gender barrel? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the joke that there are 63 active gender, genders in the United States alone? <laughs> I've never heard that before, but I love it. <laughs> Three active genders. Sounds like serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you talk about Canada, it's really fucked up there. Yeah. Everyone talks about how Canadians are yeah. so nice, but the cold does things to people. Okay, so, maple syrup is it, its own gender. Guys, guys, the, the four genders. <laughs> hey guys, okay, it's been twenty-two minutes, and Ari has questions. Sorry. So, the four genders aside: bourbon, Tim whiskey, Hortons. scotch, maple syrup, and Tim Hortons. And Tim Hortons. That's fine. And Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> the, the phrase a. <laughs> Canadian bacon. Canadian. <laughs> you know, I actually went to you Montreal once. Get 63. Dude, okay. I went to Montreal, and let me tell you, even the dogs were sexy. Literally, wow. everybody we ran into, the babies, the old people, they were all fucking hot as shit. And then, and then, we ran across a gay pride parade willy-nilly. It was a great time. Anyways. That actually cool. does sound amazing. Okay, are it you going to overflow the cup? I was going to wait until you said, hey. Oh, I thought you were just going to oh, give man. me a normal amount. No, no, my my grandfather would do that all the time. He'd be like, okay, ben say when. so offended when I said that. He would say, all right, say when. And then if you didn't literally say when, then he would just keep, keep pouring going. it and let the milk fucking overflow. Yeah. And see, we... We know where he got it yeah, from. Yeah, now you know where I got it from. Yeah. Okay. I have some questions for you, as is our tradition here on okay. Hey Ass But Drunk Cast Volume 2. Okay. Um, and these are just questions we ask all our guests. So, you know, just answer how you want. Willy nilly. Will's the nils. All righty. Uh, so, if you could live in any horror movie universe, which one would you want to live in? 
None of them. Not a single one? No. Okay, so this is my thing like about horror one. movies. <clears throat> Most horror movies are kind of based, especially the newer ones, on this concept of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And zombie movies in particular embody this. And I've, <clears throat> I have done some research before to find out why our society was so obsessed with zombie movies. And it's because... Um, it's cyclical. We go through these periods where a generation feels like everything is hopeless because of how badly things are. Or how bad things are. I'm sorry. Grammar goes out the window when you've been drinking. See, I like how bad this generation has it that George Romero just fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, like, even zombies will not fix this. Exactly. So, like, I do not like the concept of no hope. Yeah. There are horror movies that I do like to watch, that I will watch. Aliens, which is, yes, sci-fi, but it's also sci-fi horror. Oh, it absolutely mm-hmm. is. It's still, it's still very hopeless. There is not a single horror movie that I can say... That, I, like, gives you hope? Yeah, I wouldn't well, want to live yeah, there. Well, yeah, that is kind of inherent with horror movies. You don't want a horror movie to give you hope, because then that would just ruin the, like... Horror the, aspect. The horror aspect of it. But, like, the question, though, is... Which horror movie would you want to live? Which horror movie world would you? Oh, want to and live your in? answer is none because none. you don't want to live in a hopeless society. Right, gotcha. right exactly. Have I, you, oh, sorry, go on. Have you not seen Alien Three? That I mean, as dark as most of that movie is, the ending is pretty fucking uplifting. And then they go and make more Alien movies, and no, they're just not. None of them take place before Alien Three, though. Okay, I haven't seen anything after Alien Three. Alien Three actually is one of my favorites. Yeah. Especially because that's the one right where Ridley develops a relationship with a little girl. That survives in that That's one aliens. colony. I thought alien. that was alien. No. No, alien. alien, she's on the ship by herself and she manages yeah. to save the oh, cat. No, that's right. right. That's aliens. Is alien I don't remember what's aliens. in Aliens you know, 3, but it's multiple been aliens. a decade yeah. since I saw... Alien 3 is the one where she crash lands onto the prison planet that, it, that doubles no, as an iron... That's still no hope because she has to die at the end to save everybody. There's two different endings. There's one ending where she survives. There is the canon ending where she has to jump into the fucking right. steel thing. I have not seen the other one, but even if I had, it's not canon. So it's still hope it's still hopeless. Like there's and I know nobody makes it out of this life alive, but she does not live do. she does not live to a ripe old age. Yeah. And have like the things that I think of as a fulfilling life. And for my life, something that would be fulfilling is being able to watch my grandchildren run around my front yard. And just die peacefully in my sleep. How how night. old was Ridley when she died? Uh, technically, she she was reborn, but she was like uh, mid thirties, I think. That's a pretty good run. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah, thirty five. Hey, hey, you're, you're a decade away from that, but I'm five years away from that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I just I just what I think I do think that overall the series of Aliens is still very hopeless. Yeah. yeah. No, I under, actually on the sliding scale of like sci fi optimism. Alien is often brought up as the pessimistic side of that scale, yeah. Yeah. so I definitely get that. I feel like a lot of sci-fi. Well, I mean, Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek is the optimistic sci-fi, but there's not yes. a lot of optimistic sci-fi. I, uh, I would I say Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah oh I mean, yeah, I guess they keep so. Making new. They keep making new fucking stories, so obviously things do get bad again. Yeah. Right. But the fact that there are always people who are willing to stand up and say no. Is very. It's a very hopeful thing for me. That's true. I actually have a horror manga suggestion for you. Then, 
since I don't like hopelessness. Yes. Jingo so Ito? it's hopeful at the end. It what is. you're saying. Yes. Wait. And I haven't talked. It's not Junji Ito. Okay. I was gonna that say. That is just totally <laughs> hopeless. Yeah. There's no. There's yep. no hope in a Junji Ito. Which you should still check out because he is very good and very scary. Yeah. And um, you said you don't like sexual violence in horror movies, so there is that aspect. Yes. So Junji Ito does not have that. Yeah. Unless you find Spiral sexy. That <laughs> people are filling holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, but in the most horrific way. So, this hole was made for go me. Go ahead and tell us. <laughs> you don't even goddamn get the yeah, joke, and it's sure. goddamn funny. Yeah, well, yeah, I, she does get the joke because I explained it to her. Oh, sorry. no, not just that, but in. In the religious cult I grew up in, there's this concept of two people fitting together. Oh, yeah, My I know vagina that was made for somebody specific, so it just cracks me up on that level. Yeah, yeah, keys and locks. Keys and locks. Yes, yep. it's like, I'm sorry, we're the only mammals without those. Keys and bagels with salmon. <laughs> keys and bagels with salmon. <laughs> was, was I too ace for that metaphor? No, that was amazing. I love that. That's even better. I mean, um, if you want to get really gross with the with the illusions there. Also, Elizabeth yeah. grew up in a religious cult. I feel like we just casually dropped yeah, that we, off. Yeah, we yeah. gotta make sure everybody knows I am religiously traumatized, but I am still <laughs> religious somehow. Her family was pretty much just the uh, the cult from Bubble Boy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so like my horror manga suggestion, which you still might want to stay away from, because there is some, like... It's very sexual, but it's... Wait. Do you know what I'm Keep talking going. about? Keep <laughs> going. Just roll with it. It's called Yureto. Okay. Which is about... I might be pronouncing that wrong. I probably am. It's about... It's set in the 50s, and okay. it centers on a trans man okay. and his, like, partner, who also, huge spoilers for Yureto, they end up together in the end. Okay. Um... <clears throat> As they try to find a treasure that some asshole left in a haunted clock tower. Okay. It's very dark. There's a lot of murder. Right. Because it's being haunted by this murderer um, who everyone thinks is a ghost at first and then maybe. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but it's very good. And it's one of the most, like, it's it's weird how it's kind of pro-LGBT, but it's kind of... It's kind of beautiful in that as well. Right. One of the characters is a gay man. Right. A cisgendered gay man. And there's this scene he has to the end where another character finds out he's gay and basically is like, you're disgusting. And he's like, fuck you. I want to create a world where I can feel safe and where people like me can feel safe. So you go fuck yourself. Right. There's still a lot of sexual aspects to it. And one of the downsides is that the trans man is very sexualized in a very feminine way. But it's a very good. I still enjoy it, and it might be more something we're checking out. Um, do me a favor yes. and like text it to me because I'm not gonna remember that you said this because I have a bad memory when I'm sober. I get that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next question. Next question. Do you have a trope that you like and tropes that you dislike? I do. Okay. So my favorite favorite trope is this trope where. A sober character falls in love with a character while they're drunk. And then the, when that character sobers up, they don't remember any of the interactions. My thing about it that I love is that while you're drunk, your guards tend to come down. 
And so, basically, this sober character is falling in love with somebody that is letting their guard down, and then they don't remember that they've shown this vulnerable side of themselves. <laughs> Travis, I can feel what you're about to say. <laughs> Am I not facing the microphone enough? Wait. This is the plot to Yuri on Ice. <laughs> She made me watch that one before she made me watch uh, Princess Jellyfish because we had this conversation before. Yes, we did. I so, found out she liked this before Yuri and I. Yes. Right. So, it's still one of my favorite tropes. My least favorite trope is when a character falls in love with another character after that character does socially conditioned demanded things to fit in. So, for example, I present pretty femme in general, but Mm -hmm. I do things that are very Mm non-femme. So, if a character fell in love with me after I started wearing heels and makeup all of the time. Like, I I hate this trope where the girl... Or sometimes oh, it's like the, the guy gets a makeover. Yeah, it's like the thing unquote. where it's like they take her glasses off and let her hair exactly. down yeah, and, and wipe beautiful. the paint super, off of her super face. Super heavy air quotes on this. Yeah. And makeover. She's I, all that. I, yes, yeah. she's mm-hmm. all that. I hate that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like the reverse a lot where I'm not that attracted to you and then I see you... Let your because those things really I, I do are like that. I yeah. like I like the thing where it's like uh, oh you're attractive when you're all like made up and wearing a dress and high heels and that but now I've just seen you in like a gray blob of sweatshirts and exactly. your hair is a mess <laughs> yeah. and you're even more beautiful exactly yeah. oh like, that's so sweet I need to know you adorable bastard <laughs> you adorable son of I that's that that and I think for me like the basic spirit behind that particular trope is the same one behind falling in love with a drunk person except the drunk person doesn't know that they let their guards down right so that i just love that what's that cameron diaz and ashton kutcher movie that where they go to vegas and get married that, you know what i'm talking about is it right? just married <clears throat> yeah it's just married yeah, yeah yeah it's that same idea yeah. i haven't seen that in like 15 I, years i like the trope where because i like i i do believe that like even though I don't believe that people really change for other people, I do believe that when you love somebody, it can help you show you off your best self and can inspire you to be a better person. So I like the, hey, I was in love with you, so I, you know, so I I did, like, better my life because of you. But then you find out that the other person loved you before you even did that. Like, mm, that that's yeah. a romantic trope that I like, Those are, too. like, my favorite low-key fanfic. Yes, high key, low key, love those fics. Yes, girl. Yeah, you're invited to the special episode where we talk about fan fiction. So just be ready. That's happening. Yeah, I, love to... I love fan fiction. I love fan fiction. Girl, yes. Yes. Ugh, this is why I'm so happy to break up this goddamn sauce with that. <laughs> See, she's just trying to fill up so she has enough people to make that recording. Well, yeah. I have enough people. I could do it by myself, girl, yeah. for three Real. hours. Okay. Ari could do a three-hour lecture on it. Yes. So. Um, by my, I am planning my dissertation around fan fiction. All right. By That's actually own. one of our higher Patreon tiers. Um, Ari will just call you on the phone and lecture you about exactly. something. I love a topic of your choice. How, yeah. how much money do I have to give you guys for that to happen? Well, you a get it for dollars. free all the time. No, 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 no. I think I think 
Ari and I lecture each other no. a lot. It's yeah, true. you do. No, One like, of the first times you were over here, she gave you her 45-minute Sylvia Plath lecture. This is true. <laughs> Which I do have planned out. Yeah, and because she'd given it to me before. <laughs> okay, now I just don't feel special anymore. So, you know, no, baby, you are special. You shared it with him before. No, Ari. No, ba- oh, my baby. God. Girl, he's lying. I didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the only lecturee for her. <laughs> you Seriously, you are. I mean, sure, I also have a podcast where I lecture people, but neither here nor there. You're on it right now. It's fine. Um, oh, I'm going to throw Ben to the wolves. Uh, did you know that he found out what Destiel was the other day? And he was like, fuck this. Destiel is fucking stupid. I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. I didn't say it was stupid. I said it was creepy. Okay. Creepy. Oh, that's even on, worse. On Keep one, going, Ben. On Keep one going. Level, yeah. On one Good. level, I do agree with him because of the power dynamic. Yes. Oh. Because it's, yeah. like, yeah. it's like Castiel is like a teenager. And when I say teenager, I'm not saying 17 plus. He's a male example of mm. the born sexy yesterday trope. Okay. Yeah. He exactly. is. Oh, we he, talked about that before. He, we have. But I would actually like to say that I take it from the other side of Ben because of the line, I... Pulled you out of perdition, and I can throw you back. Yes. Which spoilers? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> There's a thousand episodes of the show. I'm not so, going to remember. No, that that I actually take it from the opposite side. Yeah. I do understand that. Yes, Destiel is a or a sorry, Castiel is a born yesterday perfect example of yeah, that for, trope. Yeah, born sexy yesterday. But but he still does outpower Dean because Dean is a human. Yeah. Destiel is an angel. Yeah. And Destiel has threatened to throw him Her back Cass in is. Sorry. Yeah. He's threatened to throw Dean back into hell before. Yes. Um, See, that's not my problem. I, I just remember I understand what your problem with it is. Ari, Ben, I and I have a group chat okay. where we talk about like podcast stuff and Ben just one day is like, fuck Destiel. And I was like, <laughs> no. oh, and there we go. Travis and I were like, so if we're going to th- leave Ben to the wolves on this, yeah. right? <laughs> we're going to leave it out to dry. Travis and I love Destio. No, I already fixed all that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's hold up now. I'm Travis. Travis' favorite ship is Destio. Don't, but let's not go. It's, it's, I don't even like, have a favorite it's, ship it's right bubbling. now. It's those characters from My Little Pony, and it's Destiel. First of all, Finseline. <laughs> Whoa, Finseline? Yeah, really? the Finseline. Wow. Okay. Wow. We're going to throw me to the wolves. Let me get myself out from under this goddamn bus. Nope. Let me, let me tell you what Yeah, first thing. of all, we, we threw him under the bus, and he got run over by the bus, and now we're just letting the wolves eat him. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my goddamn problem with Destiel. What's that? Is that Dane, it would be like if Dane was fucking a 14-year-old girl. Because like mm. he was like training the born somebody. sexy yesterday. Trope. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I do. I do agree that there can be that aspect, but yeah, then yeah. on the other side of it, Castiel is thousands, if not more, yeah. years old. Yeah, but he and is, Dean is thirty. Yeah, yeah. So Dean's also born sexy yesterday to Cass. <laughs> okay, so real quick, we keep throwing the phrase "born sexy yesterday" around. Um, we're so going to put this in the show notes that they never are, actually are, fucking we are do. We are not going to put this there in the show notes. There are no show notes. <laughs> we are never doing show notes. Show notes died at the end of season Look it one. up yourself. It's, there's this video by this guy on YouTube called Pop Culture Detective where he talks about this upsetting trope he's realized in a lot of sci-fi works. Yes. Where a usually a very attractive woman is, for some reason... Um, mentally and emotionally. Mentally and emotionally on the level of like a child. So maybe she's a cyborg who just gained consciousness or 
a clone, you know, think... think Olivia Munn's <clears throat> character in the new, um... Well, God, Tron. Yes, the new yeah. Tron. Yeah. Or, or... Melfina uh, from Outlaw Star. Uh, uh, Layla from Fifth was, Element. Mila, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, Miranda character from Planet of the... Thanks. Or Forbidden Planet. Also, that wasn't Olivia Munn in... It was Olivia John Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Yeah, Olivia Wilde. Guys, I'm terrible at names. I'm, I'm doing great, baby. You're doing great. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but Cass kind of fits that trope where, yes, he is physically in the body of an adult, and yes, he is in his angel form, actually billions of years old, yeah. but mentally and emotionally he is still very much a child so while there is nothing wrong with him having sex with adults in a way he's still kind of not ready yes which is why like yes i understand why you're uncomfortable that i actually confession time i'm also not a huge fan of destiel that being said it's not because of the born sex yesterday thing because i'm actually a huge fan of Meg Steel? Yes! Yes! Well, okay. Which has the same problems, it but does have now the same I problems, don't care. Now we're getting power. some spoilers. For, for me, for me, Meg Steel yeah, does not have... Meg can almost defend herself. Exactly. Yeah, whereas exactly. Dean could be obliterated by Cass in like exactly. 2.5 seconds. Exactly. And so, yes, there is the emotional and mental aspect to the Destiel that is a born yesterday aspect, but there's very much an abusive power dynamic in a Castiel dynamic that's not in a Meg Steel dynamic. Well, and also, at least with Meg, because she is an evil character, I'm already like, yeah, I get it. You're evil. But with Dean, because I expect him to be the hero and a good guy, it's, it's more squicky for me, I think. I th- yeah, that also makes sense. That being said, if you ship Destiel, you're not a bad person, blah, blah, but- blah. Obviously, it's the most popular ship the show has. Don't Go live your life. Me. We don't care. Yes. I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. I've got a bigger problem. Nor prob- should I. I've like, got I a, bro- a, a bigger problem with uh, Bella and Edward than I do with Destio. I have a bigger problem with Wincess than I do with Destio. I have a huge problem with Wincess. Like, Let's I've not got- get into that. Let's <laughs> not get into that. Anyways. We're not that kind of bad case. Well, you're going to have to because it comes yeah, up. Yeah, we're going to get... Fan fiction, special fan fiction. We, yeah, yeah, we are gonna cross that. We're, no, we're gonna burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> yep, that's so, what we're gonna do. Uh, we decided a long time ago that we were an anti-incest podcast. We, we, we actually had that are. Discussion. We're getting close to releasing they that episode. They would not let me be on this podcast. Because I come from Lacey Springs until I signed paperwork that said, no, I'm not okay. Are you incest? Yeah, are you cool with incest? Have you suffered you are from, from the it? Boonies. Were you happy with that? No, like, I no, had to answer a, just, a whole survey. Do you go down the hall or down the street? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the whole question. Answer yes or no. Yeah. Um, just funny, funny thing, since we're talking about incest. Wow, we this conversation were, can only we be were good. not talking about incest, but <laughs> incest cast. Okay, the, listen, incest. Yeah, the I, tea in hand, I but swore I'm related to most people in Lacey Springs. I swore. most everyone in Lacey Springs is related exactly. to other people in Lacey Springs. Exactly, I swore I wasn't going to date anybody that was from Alabama. After that, there are more and I people it. living in Lacey I Springs it. than thumbs. I only. <laughs> I only dated two people, and they were from Texas. But I did that whole thing that's popular, because, again, this is actually February right now. I did that whole thing that's popular where 
they do the gender switch photo to show you what you would look like if you were the opposite gender. Oh, yeah. The opposite gender looked a whole fucking lot like my ex-husband. And I'm like, you know what? I would have been better off dating somebody from Hartsville, Alabama than I would have been marrying somebody from Texas in this case. Oh, God. Hey, I'm from Texas. <laughs> oh, my ex- I should have dated you, Travis. Where were you when I was 18? He was 18. I was... <laughs> he was like yeah. 14. Yeah, I was... A, a, Driving a the goddamn cradle over there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's so wrong what a woman does with Elizabeth Cotton. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a feminist. I don't believe in equality. <laughs> Dude, this conversation has been so refreshing. We should break up the sausage fest more often. You should right. have to talk to these knuckleheads. I know, right? These fucking assholes. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we get it. Monsters are cool. Shut up, Ari. We love you too, Ari. Aw, I love Fuck you. Fuck you. Aww. <laughs> Baby, it's not even my birthday. I mean, she is by. Hey. So, 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 speaking about monsters, actually, Elizabeth, there are like creatures and monsters and cryptids out in the world. Right. What's your favorite? They're chilling. Okay. Anyway. I have like a villain. Chilling like a villain. I have two. You have two. No, I'm oh. sorry. I have three. You have three? She's going to say she Hit has us. four. Hit us with did four. Did you write them in your notes? I did. <laughs> Surprise alert. Look, we actually let our guests prepare for these questions. And so. there's, a, re- there's a reason why yeah. I graduated magna cum laude. Oh. And it's not Ooh. because I can drink enough to get super drunk on the next 60 seconds. Um, I love... Demigods slash gods. Oh. I love uh, werewolves. Nice. And I love vampires. Why do you love all three of those things? Okay. Most of it is a power dynamic because I am a sub. (laughs) Oh, so you want to have sex with a god, a werewolf, and a vampire. Or. Oh, my God. Okay, if you could have sex with any god from Greek mythology, which one? Um, From Greek mythology? Don't say Zeus. That's a cop out. He has sex with everyone. No, they're all. Zeus is just dumb. They're all super toxic. Oh, absolutely. If you ask me from my favorite fandom. That's You're a different say Loki, okay. and I already know that answer. Actually, no. Shut. Woo! What? Surprise. Acheron or Styx? Check out Sherilyn Kenyon. She gets a little bit cheesy and super fanfic. All right, I'll but the character. You're talking about a romance writer, right? I am yeah. a sci-fi slash fantasy romance writer. Sherilyn Kenyon, Acheron or Styx. Both both are very complicated characters have dealt with sexual abuse, both tend to be very dominant. And that's what you're into. I, I nice. am into doms. So what about um the the werewolf and well, vampire? The werewolf vampire thing, they're just stronger than humans because that's how they are. They they are. And that's they true. Blood. I am into maturity. I'm super into maturity. Oh, so werewolf, like vampires are like potentially thousands of euros yes. old. Yes, so, so hopefully, hopefully they grew some on a personal You're level like, in thousands of Are you a vampire who could do their taxes without H&R Block? <laughs> but <laughs> definitely, definitely not Edward Cullen. That's fair. Uh, he but wants to date a teenager. So werewolves have an extra tag. 
they're warm and I'm always cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably a vampire nice. and I don't goddamn know it yet. I actually have, I've been described as a personal space heater. Yes. I'm a very warm-natured person. I love warm-natured people, even just for friends. Are you pretty warm, Even ben? just for friends like that, are, warm... that are okay with being touched. My body runs really goddamn hot. Yeah, yeah like, let me sit too. as close to you as possible, even if you're just my friend, but you run warm, let me sit as close to you as possible because you're warm. Yeah. conversation answers a lot of questions. I'm cold to the touch. So uh, cold also... like your heart. Likes being cold. Yeah. As cold as my well, see, that's refrigerator why, laden heart. That's why I like being cold because I am so like warm. Then you'd that love to sleep to, like, next cool to me off. in bed because I am cold as fucking Yeah, put ice. your cold ass feet on my and back. And you know so what? You would rather sleep with a werewolf in the in the discussion that is werewolf versus vampires, you're like werewolves because they're yes. warm. Yes, but when we talk about maturity, I'm sorry. Yeah, stop touching that. When we talk about maturity versus the other vampires went out, but when we talk about warm versus cold, werewolves went out. But when we talk about power dynamics, gods slash demigods went out. I, okay, I love that all of your answers of your favorite cryptids are like, I don't know, who do I want to sleep with? Yeah. <laughs> you're not like, you're not like Bigfoot. Nobody wants no, to fuck yeah. Bigfoot. No, you fucking talked about this Somebody on the podcast before, though. You've I'm looking talk, at you, really obscure furries. Um, viewer stand-ins. Yes. I very much enjoy fictions where I can imagine myself in the place of the quote unquote the audience Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, um this is why we had Elizabeth on. This is the true reason is that she's a fan of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, well that concludes the first portion. I of the performed podcast. lots yeah. of sexual behavior favors to get on here. No wait, first I Travis. I saw a post on a website. That was, uh, well, it was a screenshot of a thing from Reddit. And the Reddit was a girl who was describing, or I guess a guy, I don't know. It was describing their boyfriend who was really upset about the monarchy dynamic in England. Because it was two English people. And they were like, the current monarch is not the act, should not be the reigning monarch. It should be someone that dates all the way back to like 1732 or something. It yeah. should be some other person. And it's, uh, and like they're, they're always upset about like the monarchy and they can debate people in depth about what the monarchy should be like in England. I see they're an antitrust Ferdian. Hey. And they're, <laughs> and the caption on the screenshot was, uh, you know, when your boyfriend is a, <laughs> Is a vampire from the 1700s who can't get over the monarchy. <laughs> yes. Because that's the only situation I, I can see that being applicable in. Okay, Travis. no, okay, listen. Oh, go for in go, this, go. In this 60, quote unquote, seconds since our break and we started again. Yeah. I am now officially drunk enough to somehow hear the speaker when I wasn't sober enough oh. before, and I need you to explain that to me. It's because I had the volume on. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. I feel like that I'm was, in, a, I'm in another bad. dimension. I, I turned I turned the monitors on so we could listen to something, and then I, I forgot to turn it off when we stopped okay. and we started recording. So we've, we've gone through, what, five bottles of wine at this point? Six, <laughs> yeah. really. Four of mine, the one hand. you yeah. had, and then the half bottle of that. So no, that's five. a magnum bottle, so half of that bottle was one bottle. Okay, so... 
Can I have some of that one, please? Yes. Not a whole glass, because you don't want me to have a whole glass, but... I'm sorry I haven't said much in the I'm past minute drunk. and a half, but I've been drinking bourbon out of mm. yeah. wine glasses. Oh, God. Ari, no. Yes. Yes. Hopefully, we don't sober up before the episode's over once we watch it. Woo, yeah. buddy. That's an hour. All right. Okay. I'm Everybody, sorry. shut up. What? Woo! Travis. Yeah. Stop your Rick Farrell woos. I'm sorry. Travis. Uh-huh. This episode is called Crossroad Blues. Crossroad Blues. What's it about? Shut the fuck up, Ric Flair, so Mick Foley can talk. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, shit! You're bringing the WWE in the Be nice to me. I'm not drunk enough to defend myself. I'm not so... Wait, wait. I said Shut up, Mick Foley. <laughs> Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean. That was really loud. Sam and Dean. Uh-huh. Go to a concert. They go to a concert in the Dallas-Fort Worth area Mm. in a stadium called the Cotton Bowl. Mm -hmm. And they see a whole bunch of great music, Mm -hmm. acts such as John Mayer Mm -hmm. and, and Jeff Beck. And um, lots of other great musicians. And then they see the headliner, Eric Clapton. Ben just took his microphone off the stand. And he plays the song (laughs) Crossroads. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the episode. It's It's just the Crossroads, like, 2008 DVD. Just a forewarning. Just, just forewarning to anybody out there. If they, if they ever the fight you. Okay. Wait, is that the name of the Britney Spears movie too? Crossroads. What happens during this episode? What's that? Britney Spears. Oh, okay. Joey Saldana. <laughs> that really religious chick from Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> decide that they are going to go on a road trip together. At the cusp of adulthood. Oh my They're god. They just graduated high school. Wait. And one of them has sex with a fella. Is this... Listen, this monster? Is guys. That the, is that the sister of tra- the traveling Listen pants? Listen to me. If these two... If these three ever invite you on this spot podcast and tell you that they are going to let you have alcohol, don't listen to them. <laughs> don't let us, don't listen to Elizabeth. Yeah. She's drunk off her ass. Don't worry. She doesn't there's, know what she's saying. There's a reason for that. It's fine. See, here's my we have blankets you can sleep on. Here's my description of the episode. What's that? Is that Sam and Dane are just combined into one young lady in Florida who meets Charlie Theron who starts killing dudes. Wait, 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 wait. See, somehow I I remember enough, even though I'm drunk, to know that all of them are goddamn wrong, but sober enough. I have. No, wait, wait, wait. Sober enough to know they're wrong, drunk enough not to remember why. I have a different description. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Travis has a different description. Sam and Dean. Wait, let me drink this sip of wine, and then you can make me snort. All right, Sam and Dean go to the local local, uh, animal shelter, (laughs) and they adopt a dog. Oh, I love this. I love this. It's just Marley and me. And that's what, yeah. It's going to be and Marley. And the dog dies. And, <laughs> and the dog sad. dies and then everyone's sad, yeah. Okay, I have another one. What's okay. that? Okay. Sam and Dean. Uh, okay. 
are Britney Spears. Okay. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them are Britney Spears. At the same time. No. Are now are they the actually are they actually Britney Spears or are they like Derek Barry and they're just no, Britney Spears? No, more, more important question: Are they two seven thousand Britney Spears or pre or post? They no. are pre Britney Spears. Pre. Leave me alone. Yeah. Okay. No, here's the thing. You know when uh, that guy when Britney Spears leave me alone? They're yeah. pre that. Okay. Leave her alone. No. Here's the thing. Dean is baby one more time. <laughs> Sam is toxic. Hey, Sam is oh. lucky. No, listen, Sam listen. Is oh, yeah, lucky. Sam is lucky. If Dean is baby one She's... more time, we've just stepped up the Sam sex factor. Or oh. no, the Dean sex factor. <laughs> I can't speak. I'm so drunk. You Anyways, on that, and on uh, that note. You um, gave yourself you, five you bottles of wine. You. you did that to you. You did that you, to you. Like, peer we didn't, pressure. We didn't I claim have, peer pressure. We didn't have to I'm keep bringing bottles. I'm not responsible for any of my actions. I'm still a 13-year-old girl you're and the peer one, pressure. You're the one you who kept getting up and going to the yeah. fridge and getting white Zinfandel out of the fridge. You, you did you, that. Y'all drink it. Y'all drink it. I have a very important side question. What's yeah. that? Is anybody going to be offended if I finish this bottle of bourbon? No. no. Go for it. No. The Winchester bottle of bourbon. I was really Eventually. hoping you were just going to drink that wait, straight wait, from the wait, bottle. Wait, wait, That's the Winchester bottle? Yeah. I need yeah. a taste of it before you finish it. Sure. Yeah, see, that's the There's Winchester bourbon. Left in that goddamn bottle. I am and on drunk. that note, part one is over. Let's yeah. begin part two. Ben is shirtless. Ben is shirtless. I just ate something really spicy. I'm shirtless. Elizabeth you are is a technically little bit shirtless. nauseous. Elizabeth is nauseous. Despite walking around the block twice. Yes. We tried to sober up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Evan's <sighs> drunk cast volume two is going strong. I say yeah. I, I'm holding a It's glass definitely of going. It's Very going drunk. more. It's definitely more organized than drunk cast episode one. Drunk cast volume one. Which. Happened mostly without planning. We, we, it was we, really drunk. Cast Volume One was mostly we went to a Mexican restaurant and had too much tequila. That's and then what happened. This episode is basically that the guest host prioritized work over <laughs> catching up on this season. The you're um, doing a good job, girl. No, drunk cast episode two is our guest brought us four bottles of wine and, and we, we drank six, and, and then, then we drank the them all. Provided two bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've knocked out six bottles of wine and how yeah. much bourbon? And then the other co-host, one of the other co-hosts provided bourbon. Yeah. And then one of the other co-hosts is shirtless. Yeah. So like, we're living our lives. We were just nope, like, not, pan- about to not be pantsless. Not pantsless too. Not this pantsless. Is, this is the best episode to be Fucked and horny. Exactly. Wow. And because the music is sexy. <laughs> yes. But yes. I think Travis, job, Travis. Doing, you're doing the episode recap. Yeah, sure. So we're okay. all going to shut the fuck up while you all do right. that. Have I'm fun. I'm dipping my lips. So, uh, cold open. We are in a blues establishment. <clears throat> Greenwood, Mississippi. This is like old times. Blues music was just coming out there. What was his name? Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson is performing in a black blues club, and he's having a time. Everyone's doing good. And then Robert Johnson is like, oh, shit, there's some uh, shit going on outside the window. So... Why is it going to be a black club? Because there was all black people there. 
It was and this was during like segregation. Yeah, this was like during segregation time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not a white establishment. No. All right. All right. All right. All right. Also, black people invented blues music. So fight. Y'all took that way too goddamn serious. Well, two of us are a little bit inebriated at the very least. Everyone shut the fuck up. You're too shirtless to have an opinion. Fuck you. (laughs) But so um, everyone knows the episode. Tits out, quotes out, uh, opinions out. Everyone knows the episode. Uniform is a hat, nothing else. Okay. So um. So Robert Johnson sees some shit like crawling around outside the window. He's like, oh, fuck. I got to get out of here. So much like a white person in a horror movie, he walks outside and is like, what's this shit going on? And then runs into a barn and then promptly like to ongoers, he has a seizure and dies. Uh, And we're like, oh, fuck. Um, And then cut to Sam and Dean are in the are attending a concert in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Near a casino. And near a casino. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> Sam and Dean hear about this guy, uh, I think this architect, who just kind of died or something. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. And so they're going to check it out, and uh, somehow they connect it to black dogs and uh, selling their soul to the devil. And they're in Mississippi, and they learn about hoodoo and... All kinds of stuff, and they figure out that it's like hellhounds, and it's related to people uh, making deals with devils or demons at uh, crossroads. And then they, um, once they figure it out, they go confront like one of the guys they know has made a deal with the devil about why he did it, and he did it for like making his wife, who was dying of cancer, live longer. Um, but so Sam stays with the guy to like protect him from the hellhounds and then Dean goes to confront the demon and the demon is like hey Dean Winchester I know all about you and your father and Dean is like you know about my father and then they make out and Dean is like okay well that was nice but now I, I know I tried to exercise you but we're cool right and then Dean is like, all right, well, okay, bye. And then Sam is like, all right, well, the hellhounds are gone. And then Sam and Dean are like, well, <clears throat> Sam is like, hey, Dean, you didn't, like, get tempted by that demon to make a deal to bring dad back, right? And Dean is like, oh, yeah, sure. I totally didn't get tempted by that demon. He doesn't even answer. He turns on <laughs> rock music plays. Yeah. And, and then the episode and, ends, and that's all I, just, I can really remember. May I just point out <laughs> it ends that I'm so glad. Start for us. I'm so glad you guys watch it with the captioning. Yes. Not just because I'm drunk, but because I'm also almost blind in one eye when I'm sober. Yeah. So yeah. I have to watch shit with the captioning so, on. Well, Zan, like we watch shit with the, the captioning on, on, so I can like tell yeah. what's going on, See, and funny. also partly because, for entertainment purposes. Yeah, See, for my deaf ass. Is also wrong. Yeah, the caption yes, is wrong is. half the yeah. time. It is, but like, which is amazing. So I have a vision problem, but I also have a little bit of a hearing problem because my dad worked in a factory when I was growing up, so the TV was always super goddamn fucking loud. Yeah. And it had chronic ear infections anyway. So Ooh, I yeah, have, that'll fuck your ears up. Exactly. So I have a little bit of time with uh, sight and hearing, so I have to have both of them combined for yeah. whatever reason, probably adaptive. Do you usually wear ad- glasses? 
I do usually wear glasses. Right now, I am very drunk. <laughs> My eyes will not cooperate. Cooperate. Oh, yeah. Sorry, cooperate with the um, like when you know when they make your glasses, they like measure. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Your pupil distance and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have a quote unquote lazy eye. Ah, and okay. then I have an eye that has almost perfect vision. So the lazy eye doesn't cooperate with the lenses when I'm completely drunk. Yeah. So I can't wear my glasses when I'm completely See, drunk. Sometimes, sometimes when I drink, my contacts will dry out. And they'll get so dry that they kind of get cloudy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I can't see anything. That happens, too. Like, that happened to me one time, and I was in, like, a public place, and I couldn't do anything about it. So I went to a bathroom and rinsed out my contacts with water, which made them less cloudy, but then made my eyes super red. So then everyone thought I was, like, crossfaded in public. Can I, ha! Can so I tell I was, you why that I was happened? Try, I was trying to sit in a place and just be chill, and people kept walking up to me going, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Can I tell you why that happened? Why? Most tap water is mineralized to yes. make up for the fact that we don't get all the minerals we need out of our diet. Yeah, like fluoride. Exactly. That dries the goddamn hell out of your Frickin eyes. Freaking making the frogs gay. Exactly. <laughs> making the frogs the gay. Frogs <laughs> probably, the true gay agenda. It's probably why I don't know whether or not I'm demi or straight. Because of the fluoride in the water. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Um, so, can, can I, I just want to say, what? Can I say something remotely fucked up that you can cut out if you want? Yeah, yeah. sure. It's turning, the, it's turning those amphibians into amphagots. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, hey, Elizabeth, since you're over there, look to your left, left on the counter over there. Do you see the thing that says butter? Is it it, butter? It's like a white cylinder. Yeah. I don't remember. So, you mean this thing? Yes. Yeah. Please, okay. please hand that to me. You're Thank welcome. you. You're welcome, boy. You're boy. So I'm going to say this. That's neither fucked up nor unrelated to the episode. Okay. This episode has the best music that Supernatural oh. has ever One hundred percent. It has blues. In it. it is it's got Robert, Robert Johnson, Johnson one of blues the, god. The one of the founders of the genre. Absolutely. Yeah. So the fact that this that they included Robert Johnson. Was such a smart fucking. That's one of the things I love about this. This episode overall, I think, is very good. Yeah. One of the things I love about it is that they were just like, we're going to talk about Crossroads and not talk about Robert Johnson. What do you take me for, an idiot? And it was either went there. It was either going to be Robert Johnson or Eric Clapton, and I'm glad they went with Robert Johnson. I, yeah. I same, also same-sies. the Gopher Dust. The first time I saw this episode, which granted was ten years ago, I sure. had no idea anything. About voodoo or hoodoo. In the ensuing decade since the first time I saw it and now, I know a little bit about hoodoo. I was so excited to see that incorporation. Well, I, I'm i going to say this. There's very... Hoodoo and voodoo are mentioned in the episode. This is actually yeah. like a complaint slash praise I have for Supernatural. I love voodoo mythology. Yes. Like, Baron Samdi is one of my favorite mythological figures. I think he's just the bee's knees. Mm. And so I would kind of love it if Supernatural incorporated more of that. Mm -hmm. But I don't want a Deva situation to happen with them. Right. Where they just, or a Kitsune situation. Where it's just completely wrong. Yeah, or, or like totally condensed for the episode. Right. Gets that supernatural treatment, which can sometimes be really good and interesting yeah. and sometimes be very bad. 
So I'm actually glad that it only gets mentioned in passing. Who do gets mentioned a couple of times, but mm. then it is gone. Yeah. yeah. So my level of education on the subject, I you're out of my depth. Yeah. Right. And there. like one of the only reasons it gets mentioned is because this episode takes place in Mississippi. It takes place in Mississippi. And yes. like if it had taken place in Louisiana, it would have been voodoo instead of hoodoo. Well and we're gonna or talk like, about it's it. just that like Delta area. Yes. Like that Mississippi Delta of the United States you know that where, has that like hoodoo voodoo. You know where hot tamales came from? It's fucking there. Yeah. Like hot tamales came from that area. Now the that candy? fucking surprises hot, me. No, the 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 tamales, like actual tamales. Yeah, they're like yeah. what are they? They're some kind of They're like pork tamales. Yeah, and they're oh, wrapped okay. in yeah. what? Corn husks? Yeah. yeah. So tamales okay. are part of Mexican culture, they're but yeah. in, fucking delicious. But they came delicious. from But there's a specific type of like Mississippi tamale that's called a hot tamale and that's from Mississippi. Now that actually surprises me because after being married to a Texan who grew up literally on the border and at one point in his life was bilingual I thought hot tamales and tamales in general period were were actually from Texas and were all the same. So you you just learned me a thing. I just and they're usually thing, girl. so they're like a corn thing, but they're usually wrapped in banana leaves. Ooh, okay, that has these, a little bit these, of a Caribbean influence if they're wrapped in banana leaves. A little bit, yeah. Um, well, these hot tamales from Mississippi are wrapped, wrapped in corn husks, and they are steamed. Okay, they're wrapped in corn husks. I think usually the filling is like pork, and that's why you can find them a lot of like um, like barbecue restaurants, at least around here. There actually was a Mexican restaurant, you know, up there, uh, not restaurant, a grocery store. Uh huh. You know, up there where like the antique fire, yes. uh, the antique firehouse is. Yes. Um, pretty close, like not around there, but there was a Mexican grocery store near there, and my dad and I would go there all the time and get those fucking tamales. Yeah, fun, and they fun. were so good. Yep. Fun they fact: they had tamales and sweet bread, and that is all we would go there for. My no, first that and canned jalapenos. My first year of marriage was spent in Albertville, which. The Sneed State, 10 years ago at the very least, mm-hmm. Sneed State uh, teaching faculty referred to as, quote-unquote, heavy, quote-unquote, Little Mexico. The main street had at least two Mexican grocery stores and one Mexican restaurant and oh. two Mexican... See, that sounds like heaven. Two, that sounds awesome. No, I'm not arguing that. It was yeah. heaven. But two dress Mexican dress shops, so they primarily cater to um, quinceañeras. Yeah, sure. Okay, There's not so a... one of one of the grocery stores had a uh, delicantessa, which would uh-huh. be, I guess, the white equivalent to whatever it actually was. Right. They had a pig head in the cooler box. Ooh. Yes, yes. And, I mean, it was so freaking authentic, and it was one of the only places you could do- go to in Albertville that had pineapple Fanta, which... Uh. Is my favorite soda aside from Dr. Pepper and root beer. You want to know... Because I'm a freaking white girl. You want to know a place about that in Huntsville? Yeah, I do. Because I need to find some freaking Pineapple Fanta. I don't know if they have Pineapple Fanta, but they have like a little restaurant and like they make their own bread. Make like, my day, Stuff Travis. like that. It is called uh, El Colonial. Okay. Do you know where Chuck E. Cheese is on Jordan Lane? Goddamn yeah. And it's I know right what I'm about. and it's right next to that like weird Romans like clothing store. Yes. Behind you know. behind the Romans. Oh my god, are you serious? El Colonial. You are now my favorite redhead in the world. Go there and they have one, they have amazing food. 
too. Amazing grocery store. They have sweet bread too. They oh. make their they make their own bread for tortas for their restaurant, and you can buy the bread. Yes, my oh. thank you. Oh. Okay, it's only, it's only twenty-one Shit. minutes. That wasn't open, was it? I was gonna open it, but now I'm not gonna open it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a red yeah, no, bowl, here, but it's it gonna spew everywhere because I dropped it, it on no, the floor. It it's the two tap method. I learned this from Scrubs. Okay, Scrubs. I'm I'm scared. Here we go, Stephen. Let's see. Ooh. See, that's what I do. I do the two-tap method, too. Yeah. You know Bitch. what you're talking about. Thank Red you. Red Bull isn't carbonated the way um, as much as sodas are, so it doesn't foam as much. I have a very specific and important question to ask. What's okay. That? How old was Eric Clapton's son before Jimi Hendrix threw oh, him out the window? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I was going to make a joke about that. He was like, uh, was, was he 10 joke? years old? No, he was like two. No, okay, Wait, two. I was going to yeah. make a joke. Where if Eric Clapp if they had featured Eric Clapp in the episode and he had made a demon deal, you think he would have done to bring back his son? Yeah. Is my right? Yes. Uh, anyways, Robert Johnson is a god. Okay. And um, I thought the founder of the Twenty Seven Club, but actually he's not. But we'll get more into that yeah. during the Freak of the Week breakdown. Yes. Because Robert Johnson is not the Freak of the Week, but he is included <laughs> in that discussion. Yes, he is. Um. So yeah, I have to say like. Of all the music we've heard so far, by far this episode has my favorite. Um, they play 100%. Crossroads Blues. Yes. Which I, is just, they, I agree. I think they play one of the original recordings of it, too, because you can hear the surface noise. Oh, like, yeah. Musically, it is like, musically it is one of my favorite episodes. I yes. think it's pretty rare to find any recording of Robert Johnson without surface noise. I would just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would just so like to so point I mean, out. because it was so long ago that you had to record directly onto vinyl. He, yeah. Was, yeah. he, was, he died in 1938. Yeah. So this would have been before that. Absolutely. So, yeah. so one of my favorite films fun facts about <laughs> hellhounds. Yeah. Because we have spoilers on this, right? Yes. Okay, one of my favorite facts, semi-provable facts about hellhounds is that um, a guy by the last name of Ogden has tried to trace the etymology of the name Cerberus, and Cerberus is obviously the, the Greek... Yes. Mythology for a hellhound. Probably the world's most famous hellhound. Exactly, yeah, probably. Exactly. Yes. Cerberus, as far as they can tell, comes from um, what did I say? Sumerian earlier. Yeah. Sumerian. Okay, Sumerian, and it most likely means spot. Hades yes. named his three-headed hellhound that keeps dead people from escaping. <laughs> Hades, spot. That's amazing. My See, favorite. It's my that's favorite because Cerberus. Like all other hellhounds, is a very good boy. Exactly, yes. he has the done what boy. he is told to do. By the way, I think we can all agree, despite the fact that we never see the monster in this episode, the most adorable monster. Yeah, right? is the hellhound. Probably. Okay, this is actually so, every dog is a good boy. Every dog is a good boy. You're doing a good job. Would you say good Cerberus baby. was a doggo or a pupper? <laughs> he is both. Well, I actually think I think Cerberus is, is a doggo. There's, there's a difference. No, I, Cerberus yes, is there a doggo, is. but there is a pupper in the episode. Puppers are this yes. big. Doggos are like no. This big. Yeah. Cerberus no. is a doggo. No matter if they are a pupper, Cerberus is a the quote, biggest doggo. A, a quote unquote pupper or <laughs> a doggo. If they are a good boy, they are always a pupper because they are precious. Until the very end of their life. Okay, I have so some memes I have to, to talk- email you. <laughs> well, do it, Ben. You fucking email those memes. Holy shit. <laughs> what is I it, have to print out these memes and I have to send them in the mail. Oh my Can God. I get your address and some money for a stamp, please? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, just kidding. I have one of those forever saves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me put you in my top eight. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, no, so I, I, just, I have oh. to talk about this scene before okay. I literally burst and die. Do it. Please. Okay, so in the episode, when Sam is trying to prote- protect Hudson from the, do- from the Hellhounds, and they're trying to break in through the door... You see, like, everything quiets down. And Sam's like, is it over? Is it done? And then you see the vent pop out. And I just want yeah. to say that that hellhound must have been like a puppy. Yeah. Like, it that really vent was yeah. very small. It was, it was not it a was big hellhound. It was 100% by any definition a pupper. And let me tell I mean, you, that, that pupper is a very good see, I would love a hellhound Maltese or something. <laughs> that would be kick ass. <laughs> see, that, hey, uh, I just, I just that want vent you to know. was even, like, that vent was like, one foot by one foot square. Oh, yeah. That yeah. hellhound was a <laughs> tiny dog. It was a pupper. That is what happened when Satan's dog discovered that my gorgeous terrier slash boxer that is no more than 40 pounds mm. was in heat. That's what happened. Yes. <laughs> Look, Travis and I have cats, but we are dog lovers as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, For I, sure. I will You're pet my a dog. favorite kind of people. I'll the people that are like, it doesn't matter if it's a cat or a dog. It yeah. has beautiful, innocent eyes. I love it. Yes. So Ari and Travis have the same amount of cats as I have dogs. <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is true. I have three dogs for reference. And we have three cats. Ari yeah. and Travis. Sitting in a tree. And... <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> and Ben are like, like the in, are like the in between of what I actually have, which is two dogs, a forty. Uh, or sorry, I'm I'm sorry, a forty pound cat. I'm sorry, <laughs> a cat that is dying yeah. of diabetes. Eight. Named Mike Tyson. No, it's Listen. a mountain lion. <laughs> it has ear in his mouth constantly. Ignore he them. He's, <laughs> ben is literally talking about my roommate right now. So okay, yeah. no, she a fifty, a, a fifty-pound yeah. pit bull, a forty-pound boxer slash terrier mix. The dog is yappy, which was not a good idea on the part of those two horny individuals, yeah. <laughs> and then two cats. That dog was akin to a land war in Asia. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I love her. She's a great dog, but she is goddamn hyper. Hey. So, this episode might be my favorite episode that we've had so far in season two. If yeah. I'm remembering the season correctly, it's not my favorite of the whole season, but so far, this is the first episode that I get hype about. Um, it's That's just so everyone good. I've talked to in the past week, like everyone who is like either knows about the show or watches is Supernatural, yeah. is a fan of Supernatural. I've been like, oh yeah, so in the show, we're about to watch... Crossroad Blues, the Hellhound episode, and everyone is like, oh shit. So one of my favorite things about this episode yeah. is that it brings hoodoo slash voodoo out of the huge and incredibly, um, I don't know the correct word because I'm drunk, but the huge umbrella of quote unquote paganism, it brings them out from under that umbrella. Yeah, it specifically makes, mentions yes some hoodoo slash hoodoo exactly. Practices. It makes yeah. them a little bit more mainstream just because it names them. Mm-hmm. And while it's really bad to like label individuals, yeah, it doesn't it put is, us under the umbrella of pagan. Exactly, right. it is still important to have labels. That's actually so. I think it's not a huge spoiler, Travis, to say that. The religion that Supernatural kind of focuses on is a Judeo-Christian. It, that That's, is true. I've, I've already picked that up. Yeah. yeah. With it's not demons and the deals and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty clear to say that that's the case. 
But, but so it is always nice when Supernatural does like its whole oh let's actually specifically go into a religion right. that isn't a one of the major five like the yes. one we talked about in season one exactly um, so Zoranastri- Zoranastri- yeah yeah so one of the one of the things that I do love about this episode <clears throat> is that Hoodoo slash Voodoo does get cast unfairly under the umbrella of paganism where most of the people that I know that identify as pagan actually identify with Western European religion. Yeah, generally... And this is not a Western European religion at all. Well, see, the way I see it is, like, a lot of people will define themselves as pagan, and... It's kind of like a mishmash. And it's like a mishmash of, like, Celtic and Norse and all this weird shit. Because just to clarify, pagan means... Pagan means anything that's... Non-Judeo-Christian. Yeah, non-Judeo-Christian. So, like, Hindu is technically pagan. Yes. Buddhism is technically pagan. Right. And so so is Muslim, which is super, super, super unfair. No, Muslim's Judeo-Christian. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Islam. Com- coming coming from somebody that actually graduated out of a Christian college and school, it's quote unquote, and I know this is not technically correct, but we do live in America. I think so. Quote unquote, Islam is class is classified as non Judeo Christian. Even though even though it's not fair because yeah. it's qu- yeah. it is an Abrahamic religion, right. and the Absolutely. three yeah. the yes. three Abrahamic religions are Jewish or um, Judaism, Hebrewism, yeah, Christianity, and, and Islam. Islam. Yeah. yeah. So, so why, I think that's more to do with like racist American yeah, attitudes. Yeah, that has more to Muslims. do with American culture. Yeah, than necessarily like a worldwide definition. I do agree. Yeah, I do agree. But still, it is American show that actually brings the the hoodoo slash voodoo out from under that umbrella. Well, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil this right now. Islam is not a player on Supernatural. No, it's not. Outside of like a... Judaism is really not a player on Supernatural outside of a very specific... Like most of Supernatural's mythos actually has more to do with Paradise Lost than it actually has to do with Christianity. Which is a fair... It's it's a very, very fair point. I still really (laughs) though because while you're correct, even our... Even American Christianity... Is very has much more to do with Paradise Lost than it does with actual Christianity. Exactly, oh, so it's still right. it's still really yeah. great. It's still really great to see them um, kind of come out of, out of that umbrella. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I will say, it is one of the few examples I can think of in media where voodoo and hoodooism, even though it's very like, it's not it's not a main part of the episode. Yeah. It's just kind of it's very kind of like, oh. but it is done so in a positive way. Exactly. Oh, Which like, is so much rare. so right because. Where, like, the scene where it's introduced is Sam and Dean go to a guy who is trying to avoid the hellhounds. Yes. Yeah. And he has this line of substance around the ring of his apartment. Yes. Supposed to be a salt line. And, and either, I think it's Dean is like, what is this, pepper? Yeah. He's using the wrong thing. And they're like, hey, uh, if you want to keep, you know, bad things out, you got to use salt. And the guy in his apartment is like, you guys never heard of fucking... What's it called? Gopher. Gopher dust. Y'all, du- y'all never dust. heard of fucking goofer dust? You fucking scrubs? Yeah. <laughs> so, one of the things that I actually love about that dynamic, for example, is that um, in gen- my, t- my two main 
uh, influences pre any sort of research mm -hmm. was supernatural and in the um, in reference to voodoo slash hoodoo was the key starring Kate Hudson. Nah, yes. Yeah. So in the key voodoo slash hoodooism is framed as a villain in and mm -hmm. of itself, not just the villains themselves, but right. voodoo slash hoodoo. So when they did this particular episode and they just casually name dropped hoodoo and they didn't make it a villain or a non-villain, it was really great to me. Yes. Yeah. The voodoo that does take place, and we're going to talk about this actually a bit in the Freak of the Week because the whole like, it's supernatural as always this is kind of mishmash yeah we're like nothing is just come from one influence absolutely right the devil were also influenced by sorry i didn't do that no matter how drunk i am that was the cat no, no that was didn't do it. Whoa. Whoa. so this episode i want to talk about briefly how this episode is important to the greater supernatural fabric tell yeah. me it introduces the Hellhounds, which Woo. are going to come back. Yes. But then also this whole... Dean... Okay, one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Dean is confronting Hudson, who, unlike the other victims of the Hellhounds, the other victims were like, I want to be famous. Yeah. I want to be successful. I want to be the best at whatever. I want to be the best at whatever. Hudson was not interested in that. He, uh -huh. wanted, he wanted to save his wife. Yes. So he, so that to like the viewer is a more sympathetic reason. Yes. Right. We would understand like. And that's lost why somebody, Sam stuck around to like save Hudson or whatever. Well, I think that Sam would stick around to save anybody no matter what the reason. Right. Well, yeah. And Sam, they wanted, they uh, wanted to stick is, around to save the guy who painted. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I want to die. As you've brought up before, yes. Sam tends to personify um, traditionally uh, femme struggles. Feminine, yeah. He is coded, to me, he is coded female. And yeah. so one of the things that women are um, socialized to do in our society is to be martyrs. And take care of everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So I I would agree on um, one level, but I also think that the particular person to protecting in this episode is also coded to represent traditionally femme struggles. This idea of like sacrificing everything that for I somebody that. else, the martyr syndrome. Yes. So I think that is one reason why they actually wrote him that way to make us more sympathetic to the people that Sam and Dean are protecting so that at the very beginning of the episode we're not just like, just let him fucking die. Well, I think that I think that as far as Sam goes and him being written as like coded female Yeah. I actually don't know if the Supernatural writers and if Eric Kripke knew like like knew that you know what I mean well like we had this conversation earlier yeah I think on a um subconscious level yeah that they are making um they are they are aware of this they are aware of this on at least a very very subconscious level I think that when I intake media and to spare us a two hour long conversation about death of the author when I intake media I honestly don't think about authorial intent yeah I think about how I'm interacting with the work as it stands. 
So I really don't care if the writers consciously knew they were doing this. To me, Sam is coded female. And he's coded queer. Mm -hmm. And I think that he... I don't think women have a martyr syndrome, but I think that they are kind of taught to take care of people and to sacrifice. I think that men can be as well, but in a different way. Men, it's not a martyr thing. It's a hero thing. I definitely agree. Instead of laying down yourself for someone, you are laying down yourself or you are rising above whatever it is the to, rising so, yeah. above the struggle to defeat it but rather way, than laying yourself Sam, down to be defeated by it part of Sam's character development is seeing him go from this almost idealistic um idealistic like like guy you know who believes in ultimately the good in everyone and kind of seeing him from that oh uh-huh. yes definitely. definitely and we're gonna see that progression more in next season as opposed to this season mm-hmm. right but I think that the reason at, at least early Sam and Dean present this dichotomy between right. Dean who's like super jaded you did this you did this to yourself yes. and Sam who believes in helping them no matter what happens right um because the reason why that's my favorite scene is because one it's super ironic because Dean, in the episode, is willing to make a deal. Mm-hmm. Dean is a hypocrite in this instance. Yes. He understands that pain of losing someone to a demon deal, but he also understands that he would, in an instant, give himself up to do the same thing. Absolutely. Which is a layer of complexity that I really enjoy. It was a nice character development episode for Dean. Yes. Because it was also Dean finally realized why John died. At the end. I, I, I think <laughs> at the end. God yeah. damn it. Why John died at the end. I think it I think it was finally it was finally coming up to Dean why John died when he did. He finally put all the pieces together. And these next few episodes we're definitely gonna see the follow-up to that. And, and the continuation of the story. Yes. Let me tell you, some bombs get dropped. Oh, I could tell. What, once this episode finished, there's this big flaming word that said, soon. And then, like, a bunch of previews for, like, two or three episodes ahead. And I was like, this is one of those moments where I want to see the next episode right now. Yeah. And that hasn't happened since the end of season one. Which, it's only been eight episodes since then, so yes. that's pretty good for the show. I guess so, yeah. yeah. So I made a note. Mm-hmm. You made a note. I'm too drunk to remember why the fuck I made this note. Oh, good. I love these. Okay. So, um, they use yarrow flowers, I think, in the gopher bag. Or the gopher dust. Gopher well, they said they dust. said that there are yarrow flowers going around the crossroad. Okay, thank right. you. And so, yeah. yarrow flowers are traditionally, according to my Google search, <laughs> which granted was done while drunk and very quickly. Girl, you've just answered how I do most of my Freak of the Week references. Exactly. <laughs> has, has long, Hold on, let me Google this real quick. Has long been associated with magic, and it's recognized as a protective and healing plant, which... Frankly, it's a little bit confusing for me that they included it in an episode specifically about the Crossroads demon and summoning that demon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been recognized as a protective and healing plant, Achilles, after whom Yarrow is named. 
Achilles, again, being a Greek warrior really? who his mother was instructed to dip in a specific river. I mm-hmm. don't remember which river. Was it sticks? No. 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 But she did it by she, holding him by, by the, the heel. By the heel uh-huh. where your Achilles tendon is located. Yes. And so his Achilles tendon wasn't covered, so his one weakness was the tendon in his heel. Yes. Again, the Achilles heel. Yeah, because that shit will fuck you up if you right. break it. <laughs> was reputed to use Yarrow to heal wounds on the battlefield. In fact, Yarrow's, Yarrow has a long-standing reputation among herbalists in Europe, North America, and Asia for its ability to slow and stop the flow of bud, blood. Part of Yarrow's magic is the ability to slow the flow of energy going to a wound to a rate that aids in healing. Yarrow magic is a magic of intentional restraint, which mm. I think is why it correlates well, even though it's interesting that it's connected to healing. Mm-hmm. It does correlate well to the demon of the crossroads because it is intentional restraint. Mm-hmm. Demons are associated with anarchy, no mm-hmm. restraint. Mm-hmm. But the demon of the crossroads is associated with a restraint. You are there to perform a specific task, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that you have the power to cause absolute anarchy. I think it's also good because it's a warning. In a way, it's a warning to people who want to make demon deals. Show restraint. Exactly. Don't make the deal. It's... Because something so, that... Uh, too bad people really, can't really, speak flower really language. Really quickly, before <laughs> you go further, because I am fucking drunk. Chrysanthemum. This is the <laughs> practical... Hello, duck. This is the pra- <laughs> This is the practicalherbalist.com, just to give appropriate credit where credit is due. Sure. Please continue, Ari. Oh, I was going to say that, um, because one thing that Demon Deals, Achilles, and fucking Oedipus has in common... Mm-hmm. They all fucked their mom. They all fucked their mom. <laughs> <laughs> this actually kind of reminds me. This, this is, a, this is, this is like, I don't but believe Lacey um, Spriggs are descendants of English nobility, Germanic, or anything else anymore. I believe we're all descendants of Greeks because it's Lacey a, uh, Spriggs is so full of <laughs> love to it's fuck funny. But, It's funny. But for real, it's a it's a you can't change your fate thing. It's an acute you can't change your fate thing. And I actually... I read this interesting article about Oedipus a couple of years ago that kind of reminds me of this whole conversation. This will be very quick. I remember this uh, co- this this article, which said the the paper said that Oedipus kind of walked into it. Yeah. Because if you found out that you were destined to kill your dad and marry your mom, why the fuck when you were on the road? Why the fuck would you kill a man older than you? And why would you marry an older woman? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's my god, true. I agree. Yes. At least. At least marry a younger woman. I mean, come yes. on. I mean, yes. a woman who is hopefully at least 17 to 18 older than you. Well, it was Why would you Greece. marry? What? Yeah. It was ancient Greece, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? But Maybe yeah. 14. Yeah. Why would you Why would you marry an old, a, a woman who was older than you? Yeah. Marry somebody younger, you piece of shit. And that's kind of something with this episode is that... They, the people who made the deals, they were warned. Yeah. That it would not be worth it. Absolutely. George warned them, who was the kind of the person who first summoned the demon uh-huh. to get the artistic talent. At least in the, in the modern day. In the modern day, right. He, they were warned that this would not be worth it, and they walked into it anyway. Yes. And he warned them through what? Their music, right? His music, right? Well, no, George, no, no, no. He, George the, the thing, the connection with all the people that made deals with the crossroad demon was that they all hung out at the same bar. Okay, right. yes. And George, 
he said, oh, no one wants to listen to an old drunk. Yeah. Because he was like, hey, don't make deals with this demon. And they were like, ah, whatever, you drunkie. I'm going to kiss this beautiful lady. Yeah. So, which actually, hold on, I want to bring up an aside real quick. (laughs) Whenever a main character has to make a demon deal, it's always a beautiful woman. Yeah. Yeah. When a jokey side character has to make a demon deal, it is always a man. Yeah. Just saying. Well, fucked you, up supernatural. Do you, think, do you think the demon at the crossroads always shows up as what they think the person making the deal finds the most attractive? Probably. Because when Dean I mean, showed that, up, that does that does because when to Dean Judeo showed up to uh, to confront the crossroads demon, it was a very attractive brunette lady. Yes, yep. that does that does go back to Christian. Unless they need it for a joke, which yeah. Judeo Christian <laughs> lore, which is that Lucifer. Who will eventually be recognized? Mark Pellegrino. Yes, Mark San Pellegrino. <laughs> recognized as the most attractive Mark man LaCroix. in history. <laughs> Judeo-Christian lore recognizes Satan as showing up as the most attractive thing to you. Oh, absolutely! Right. It's a temptation so, thing. But one of the Bite things, the apple. one yeah. of the things that when you, you do just a basic, not necessarily an apple. <laughs> when you do a basic. Also, not necessarily a snake. (laughs) When you do a basic Google (laughs) search on um, Crossroads or Southeastern lore, one of the things that comes up in Wikipedia is 30 pages. And one of them is Crossroads. So the Crossroads demon... Yeah. Again, southeastern it's culture big, in general yeah, is very heavily influenced in, like, by Judeo-Christian. The, the deep south, you know, yes. Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, like meeting the devil at the crossroads to sell your soul for whatever you want, usually a talent in something, generally yes. music. Right. We've seen it. Well, this, we've seen it in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now, when I googled Crossroads, I got My Girl, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, and Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Absolutely. Ooh. So, according to, to the progression of Musical my poems. notes, I got the one thing that had Wikipedia 30 different pages. They weren't all on the Crossroads demon, but the Crossroads well, demon was one of the lore. I in feel the like this pages. is a good way to segue into Freak of the Week. So, let's finish up any final thoughts on the episode before we get into Freak of the Week. Um, I really like the music. The music, yeah. not only just the blues out. music, but during the ending preview, they played "Hair of the Dog" by Nather- yes, Nazareth, which is yes. a fucking banger. It is a banger. <laughs> um. Okay, well, I wrote "Yarrow Flowers" down two times. Nice. <laughs> I'm fine. With you love flowers. I am starting to flowers sober up. <laughs> flowers are pretty. Um, I I think that because as was pointed out, the demon the the form the demon takes to Dean is a beautiful brunette. She's yeah. also hypersexualized. I think to um, quote our friend Elliot White, the devil indeed ex- had amazing titties. Yes. <laughs> yes. So okay. Anyway, I think one of the underlying themes in slash hoodoo voodoo is titties. I mean, no, no, but southeastern lore in general is that sexualized, uh, deep sexuality is demonic in general. Well, this because it's about temptation. I don't want to, I will say, I don't think that's really about like, I don't know enough to say that that's a hoodoo voodoo thing, but in Judeo Christian 
like culture. Yeah, sexual temptation. is a huge thing. Yeah, right, it's but a temptation thing, and the, the demons, the, the, episode, the devil will tempt you. The episode, while doing stuff. a good job of bringing hoodoo voodoo to light out from under, it's um, uh, what? God damn it! What's well, the word? Supernatural does um, it? Not just umbrella, but there's there's a modifier there in front of umbrella. It's a negative modifier. When, bad umbrella. It is a bad umbrella. When when viewed through Judeo-Christian values, when viewed through through those values, I think one thing they could not get away from when viewed through those values was sexuality is not necessarily a good thing. Well, I think mm. that um, I agree with you, but I think that the I think we have kind of overstated how much hoodoo voodoo is yeah, mentioned it, in this episode. Just, it is a tertiary. It's a couple connection. of like throwaway throwaway lines. Yes, one of the one like, of it's the. It's not plot the big points. representation. Yes. Okay. So the demons are the big focus. My yes. my my point of that was not specifically that hoodoo voodoo was brought out from under that umbrella. Yeah. But specifically that. We still view sexuality. The episode still views like sex and kind of a, a exactly, yeah. despite the fact that it viewed the other thing in a more positive light than what is generally seen, right. especially at that point in history ten years ago. Right. That was my main point. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Um, but uh, I also want to say, fuck, I had a point and it's gone. Oh, I want to say this. We're talking about a lot of stuff, but this episode isn't really about anything we've talked about. This episode is about Dean coming to terms with the fact that his father made a demon deal. Yes. Even in death, John Winchester is still rearing his ugly motherfucking head. I know, right? And being a God huge damn. Dick. Oh, well, John, that. <laughs> John is like, hey, remember me? The biggest asshole in history. I bet you thought you'd never see me again. So this this episode <laughs> is clouded in two, for me, for me, in two different ways. One, I've seen Every episode except for what is being released episode by episode on network TV. Right. And then the other filter is, oh my gosh, I've had 10 years to think about what I'm actually looking at. Yeah. So I'm trying hard to like avoid spoilers, but I still somehow slip up and make spoilers anyway. Sure. So when we're talking about the fact that he's coming to to terms with the fact that his dad made like a demon deal like i'm trying to avoid like super 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 major spoilers yeah even though technically with this episode in life that's not a super huge spoiler but it's like i'm overcompensating on one side of the spectrum or other i mean like i know just through the nature of the show that john is eventually gonna come back you're right and you're wrong you're right and you're wrong i mean i know <laughs> hey, the way finally, she said i'm not the one saying it <laughs> I know that I am going to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan's face again. Hey, yes. I mean, as long that as is we what see I mean. him yes. shirtless, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> hey, he, when I said John Reuter's ugly face, I meant a spiritually ugly face. Exactly. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is an attractive Woo! man. Oh, absolutely. When I found I think, out I think he was in P.S. I Love You, because that came out several years wait, after the he first was in PS, Wait, he was in P.S. I Love You? was, and I was... I, I got it. I was so like, oh, fuck, yes. Elizabeth. I'm telling you who is in P.S. I Love You. I have an ex-girlfriend who pirated a copy of P.S. I Love You and put it on a DVD for me. P.S. I Love You is the first romantic movie that had me in right, tears me, for the majority hold, hold, of the movie hold the in my entire life. 
Let's roll this motherfucker back. All right, let's roll. Okay, back. Let's, hang on, hang on. Let's park the train in the station, yeah. please. Yeah, let's park for a second because she's saying Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in this movie. Yes, you are saying he is not. I'm not saying he is not. I'm just not sure if he was. He was. I have the cast list pulled up right now. All right, let's make some goddamn bets. Okay. Do it, Ben. Do it. Bring I'm it. gonna say. He Make some goddamn bets. Wasn't? I got, a, going to I got say, a quarter on he wasn't. I, I got a quarter on he wasn't too. I have five bucks, which I don't actually have in my pocket, but it's in my bank account. I have Whoa. five, five, five bucks that Hang he on. was. I can't, I can't call you on that. So <laughs> I just made fifty cents because y'all motherfuckers is wrong. He oh. was. He was. He was. Wait, where is he? Oh, there he is. He was William. I told you. Don't pay this the wrong way. I'm not paying you $5. Yeah, I'm also it's not okay. paying you $5. You dinner, oh, damn. And I know that that cut of meat was at least $5. So, yeah. So, the point is, is that this episode isn't really about, I mean, it does establish some stuff that happens later in the season that's very important, like mm-hmm. demon deals and hellhounds and things like that. Yeah. But this episode is really about Dean coming to terms with what John did. Absolutely. And um, I think that's something we haven't touched on, but I just wanted to say it real quick mm-hmm. before we move into the Freak of the Week yeah. portion because that is something that's very important. And I think I said earlier, it's a big character development for Dean. Yes. Because he's finally realizing what's going on. He's coming to terms with it. And he has to figure out what to do next. The scene with him and the demon who he makes, who he gets Hudson to... Um, you know, break who he gets to break Hudson's deal is so yeah. good because you do see that struggle with Dean. Jensen Ackles just does a great job. Yeah, where you like, see that struggle with Dean wanting to make the deal to save John, yeah, and the demon is like, "I can help you. I yeah. can bring your dad so, back." So the rumor on Twitter is that Jensen Ackles was actually first picked for Captain America, but he was so busy filming Supernatural that they went with. Chris Evans, I honestly think that Jensen Ackles has the acting chops that as much as I love Chris Evans as as Captain America, he could have pulled off Captain America way better. Um, I don't know about way better. If the rumor's true. If the rumor's true. It was a rumor on Tumblr. I feel like he would have been better as different superheroes. Jensen Ackles might make a good Green Lantern. He plays. No. How no? dare you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything about superheroes. Green Lantern, make me the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he plays such an excellent Jason Todd that I could actually see him as Bucky more than I can see him as. You know what? That's exactly what I was thinking when you went, uh. Oh, but, but my, I guess my point more than anything, not so much that the rumors were true, yeah. is that Jensen Ackles has the fucking acting chops. Oh, oh. he well, really both, does. Every actor in this show is a good actor. Yeah. Sometimes they're given bad material. Absolutely. I will never forget some of the things that Mark Shepard has had to do and say. <laughs> and fucking in later seasons, uh, Timothy Olmison. Yeah, amazing fantastic. actor. Uh, I mean, Misha Collins is great. Yeah. Jen- Jensen Ackles is great. Fucking Jared Padalecki's fantastic. Like, they're all really fantastic actors. And actually, the last scene with Jensen and Jared, Sam and Dean in the car, mm. and Sam is like, you were thinking about making that deal, right? And Dean just is like, changes the yeah, music. Yeah, he basically freezes he, up. He doesn't know how to respond. Yeah. And, and the and, only thing he can do is change the music. Well, and Sam's reaction to that is, like, I could see that, like, fear and struggle on his face. Yeah. Because I think that one of Sam's fears is that Dean will break down and make a deal. 
right? I, I, think, was, I think that stems from Sam feeling like he is the catalyst for bad things happening exactly. to yes, other people. I totally agree. And but that it, but but the reaction that they are both able to pull out on very very subtle mm-hmm. things, I think, is one of the reasons why, despite problematic subject material, sometimes is why Supernatural has been able to last thirteen seasons. Right. Um, so, final thoughts before we get into Freak of the Week. Uh, uh, remember this conversation, Dean, you fucking asshole. Yeah. I just want to say that this last scene that you were talking about, mm-hmm. I feel like this is this is maybe, like, the, um, the, like, background nerd in me, like, the tech nerd in me, is that it was, like, Jared Padalecki had an amazing performance with, like, showing that fear or whatever. But was Eric Kripke, like, directing these episodes when he was still involved with the show? I don't know. But I can look up... Probably not. I'm pretty sure it's Kim Manners who is the director. Because a lot of this... A lot of the performances and a lot of the, like, Dean changing the music... It's not only just Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki giving great performances. It's the directors telling them what they should be doing. And the, uh, the sound designers changing the music... For the episode and like for the post production and all of this stuff cumul- cumul- cumulatively yes. I think, as I, well. I think the sound designers, the people specifically, the sound designers in the show do a I think good. They're, I they're think, good. I think they're way. They better. do a good job sometimes. I think they're way better. <laughs> You saying this? Okay, so the director with, for with, with 13, this is me. This is me coming from like, oh, you guys have heard the sketches with, that we've with, done on this show with thirteen years. <laughs> with thirteen years as a viewer, I really do think the sound designers are above what most network TV get. Oh sure, until out, they use out of like their sound designers stock horror movie sounds, but that was a <laughs> different does. episode. Yeah. But <laughs> different episode. I mean, yeah, but. But okay, yeah. I'm um, talking so, about like Apple Loop stock. <laughs> yeah. So the director for this episode, usually the director is Kim Manners. Uh huh. The director for this episode is Steve Boyum, who is a director slash a TV director slash like stunt performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he directed Supernatural episodes from 2006 to 2010. Okay. So he wow, that's a long time. So yeah. yeah, he started in season two and continued on through quite a bit of the show. But Kim Manners, I think. It's safe to say, at least in these early seasons, directed most of the episodes. Okay. One thing that is possibly on Steve Banners, possibly on this, or Boyum, possibly on this actress, the woman who played the Crossroads Demon with Dean. <sighs> yeah, she was not get great. Get her some scenery to chew. Yeah. I mean, no. William Shatner at his worst. <laughs> <laughs> get her a day job. Yeah, get, oof. She was beautiful. She was a little much. Or a different yeah. night. I, I do. I, it was I, a little I, over. I think that goes back to, though, the Judeo-Christian filter of sexuality and... Her bad act. How does her bad acting relate to that? Yeah. Well, I, I, did, think, I didn't think I mean, she was she that was, bad acting. I thought... I felt, she was I, hot. She I feel like they picked she her up on a different corner. I, Excuse I thought, me for saying she had some great gazungas. I she had I, some. I just, I just wanted to use that alliteration. Really, she, wanted, she had some yummy yabos. Yeah. I really did not think her <laughs> acting that was, bad, that was that bad. I thought her direction to titties. overact was bad. That, but it, that, it is possible that was that, what I the, saw. that Steve Boyum gave her 
bad direction. Yeah. I personally think that this young woman was told that she was the best community theater actor she, in her town. <laughs> like many women of the week. <laughs> like many, many of the one-time women, which she's technically not, because technically in, in not. the definition of the one-time woman is that the definition of the one-time women, they appear once. Uh-huh. At least they, or maybe twice, but maybe twice. very rarely. And then also they help the brothers. Yes. So That's an important aspect. My, or they are a victim of supernatural. In, in, in defense of your point, in defense of your point, my acting career pretty much extends to only pretending that sin was a giggle inducing fit in a box, and that if you got in the box, you could never get out. Wow. So, so you probably are right, and I'm probably wrong. I think that's my opinion. I think your dad got sin confused with cube. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not <laughs> my father. This was my youth pastor. Ah, same I thing. think your youth yeah. pastor got confused with cube. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we ready for some freak of the week? Yeah, let's learn about this freak. Let's learn about these freaky doggos. Okay, so actually, I kind of focused on a lot of different things, and yeah. I kind of have three sections with this. Ooh. Deal with the devil, crossroad importance, and those cute-ass doggos. Yes. yes. Those I feel adorable like, doggos. With the exception of the doggos, I feel like these two things are very... Well, maybe this is just me being in this culture, but it's like... Deals with the devils and stuff like that, it, it feels very Southern. Like, we have a lot of folklore about deals with the devil devils. Came down at the, to Georgia. Yeah, like, the devil came down to Georgia and he was looking for a soul to steal. And I definitely understand why you feel that way, but deals with the devils are uh, as old as time itself. They that are, is true. They are as old as time itself, but when I specifically put in crossroads deals, it's um, so, southeastern culture came up. When one, I put that in for search. 1.30, by the way. When I, when I put that in for search. Just because it's the as old as time. Because yes. it's one thirty. Time yes. after time. time. I don't know. I was trying um, to make a joke. So it didn't work. We see deals with the devils all throughout history. Obviously, one of the most famous deals with the devils is Faust, Doctor Faust. Yes. Which is a play written by Kit Marlowe, mm-hmm. um, who died before he could see Hamlet staged. Very sadly. Uh, that's related to conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> I can't. So also, quick side note: I can't believe when I talked when we talked about favorite conspiracy theories, I did not mention people who believe that Shakespeare didn't write Shakespeare. Oh yeah. One day I'll get into that. But not today. <laughs> um, I even mentioned I think that. You in deliberately that avoided it because you and I have had this conversation yeah. before. <laughs> you were not as bad as these people, but after we're done, there, we will be yeah. bringing it back. Um, Shakespeare wrote Shakespeare. Anyways. Uh, um, of course, we see with Faust, uh, there's also a Christian figure named Theophilus, who is, was a priest, but mm-hmm. eventually was tempted by the dark side. This is early Christianity. Um, Wick, quick question. Dr. Yes. Faust, is that the one that uh, Wishbone did? I have no idea. Okay, wishbone. Wait, wishbone, wishbone with I mean, the wish, dog? No, yes, with the dog did a. And I, I can't be surprised. Brandon Brandon Frazier did a modernization of the same story where there is a man that is tempted by Satan. He gets the girl oh, that he loves. Oh, shit! It's called Flea Bitten Bargain. Uh, yeah, the one with wishbone. Yes. So is this is Wait, that Doctor Faust? Because I've never actually read the original that the that either yes. material what's is hap- based off Am of. Am I having a stroke? What is happening? You are having a stroke. Are we wishbone. talking about related to what's happening? Wishbone. Right? We're talking about the show Wishbone with the dog. Yes. Wishbone with the dog. When I Dude, was ten, didn't fuck ten, around. ten at the oldest. I thought ten wishbone at the was oldest. Like, 
weird versions of like Robin Hood and no, shit. No, no, he got fucking serious oh with literature, and that Wishbone is why was way I more love real than I fucking it was. books to the extent that I love because of oh. Wishbone. Because before I could read, Wishbone got me involved in literature. So, anyways, Wishbone did do a. An episode on a man that does a deal with a quote unquote crossroads. Wait, was demon. Brendan Fraser just in that episode? No, or was no, he was in like, a movie called Bedazzled, Bedazzled. Bedazzled oh, which is about okay. Brendan Fraser you know, making a deal with a very sexy woman devil. There's okay. Isn't it Liz, Liv, Liz or Liv? Liz or Liv, Liv Tyler? Liv, yeah. Liz no, that's not right. That's Lord of the Rings. But no, there's an even more <laughs> fucked up. There's an even more fucked up modern version of Faust. I think it's called Wishmaster that gets really Wishmaster. When you hear about so, a quite, Faustian deal, we are talking about yeah, that. yeah, that. So right. I am talk. So I am right about Wishbone doing yes. an yes. episode. Okay, just okay. just so I know where we're at. I'm no, sorry no, to interrupt fine. you. No, it's totally okay. I, I mean, honestly, I'm glad that was brought up. It I was learned essential. something today. Yeah, we, I hope our listeners did too. <laughs> that Wishbone didn't fuck around. <laughs> yeah. Wishbone he was, was goddamn here to teach awesome. You some literature. I will right? still read or watch Wishbone I'm based media. Sure, I'm pretty sure they did a Hunchback of Notre Dame episode. They did. They yeah. did Pride and Prejudice. They did Phantom of the Opera. Oh, they, oh they did, did a couple of, of different Shakespeare, like, one of them being Tempest. But like and then legit they did versions of those, not like fucking musical Phantom of the Opera where it kind of yeah. fucks around with Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm telling you, you missed out if you did not Damn. watch Wishbone so start like, to finish. Wishbone, never mind. We're, this is going to be a tangent. Now, we're not going to talk about you know, Wishbone. You know what's really fucked up is that the episode of Wishbone that deals with Faust predates both Wishmaster and Bedazzled. It does! That's and the Brandon only Fraser reason, was in that, too? It's the only no, reason no, I no. watched oh, okay. Bedazzled is because of Wishbone. Okay. I was gonna say, I, if Brandon uh, Fraser was in all those things, that'd be fucking crazy. Okay, so, one more really quick tangent. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, also get in the front of the mic. Yeah, go, go on with this very far away tangent. Uh, whatever Quinn Medicine Woman... Dr. Quinn Medicine yeah. Woman. Dr. Quinn oh, Medicine yeah. Woman... They tried to burn down her library because she had a copy of Faust that she lent out. Damn. So, that was, was also say, predated we talk by Wishbone. about Faust being a deal with the devil, but he really isn't. Faust actually makes a deal with Mephistopheles. Well, Which is what? The Greek god of dreams? No, he is a Mephistopheles. I mean, I'm me, sorry. Yeah, Mephistopheles I'm, I'm has been it. used as a name for the devil. Yeah. And he's they, he's technically a different person. He's Again, technically a different person. This but has more Mesotopoli, to do. much like the Beelzebub, right? Like technically different beings, but have been used. but have been used as names for the devil as we see in Judeo-Christian right society. Definitely a stand-in, and I will say Judeo-Christian like names or Christian specifically. Not Judeo-Christian, but Christian names for different figures in the Christian myth do come from a lot of uh, Greek names. Like yes. Lucifer is actually the Roman name for the god Phosphorus. Yes. Which I have a long lecture plan when we actually get to Lucifer. Oh, so God. Strap in, motherfuckers. That episode's going to be four hours long. They're right. But um, <laughs> I have some things to say. I have opinions. Yeah. So half of that episode is going to be you giving that lecture. The other half of that episode is going to be about Mark Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be me sticking into the mic for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Ben and I are going to leave, and I'm just going to leave it recording. That sounds fine. Let's do that. Okay, officially two different times y'all have made me spit water out. Nice. But, um, That's the goal of this 
podcast. Making a guest spit. Yep. The point is, is that like there are tons of different demon deals throughout history. Uh, tons of real life people have been accused of giving deals with the devil. Um, they were naturally burned at the stake because it was during the time when we actually like yeah it was like witchcraft. Yeah, and we did that. Shit like that. So usually, you know, Middle Ages to the Renaissance area, right? Back mm. when we were like really fucking shitty. Yeah. Um, but um, and even. That even shows up a little bit in Nathaniel Hawthorne's A Scarlet Letter. Yes. No. Not predominantly, but a little bit. Um, not a scarlet. A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. A little it's been a long time bit. since Scarlet Letter. Um, Pearl is thought of as a, like, punishment. Okay. Because she's so awful. Gotcha. She is awful. Yeah, she was born under a star sign, blah, 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 something about I mean, mold, I'm an Aries. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, deals with the devil Hit me are, up if you're a Scorpio. Uh, I'm winking right now. We can see that. You should well, add the audience a, can't. You should add in a winking sound. Yeah. Bing! <laughs> Bing! Bing! Okay. Um, and my teeth is a little sparkle. Deals with the devil all have one thing in common, in that it is never worth it. We've kind of talked about yeah, this Yeah, it's a bit of episode. a monkey's paw thing. It's a monkey's paw thing. You, it's never worth it. It's always going to yeah. fuck you in the end. Actually, this... Don't do it. I've been in like the last forty-eight hours. I've been rewatching the Mighty Boosh. The Mighty what? The Boosh. Mighty Boosh. It's a British show. Do you know the YouTube video Old Greg? No. no. Oh, you. Oh. I was a. You it was a cult, shit. Travis. It was a cult. You this sweet is, summer child. And you've been out of it for years. Okay. YouTube's existed but, so, since two thousand seven. Okay. Two thousand five. In, in, in my defense, I did not have the money. For internet until the last four years, I'm trying really hard to catch up on everything I missed but, for the um, first 26. The so the Mighty Boosh is a another. British comedy show, but there is an episode where one of the characters, Howard Moon, it's the two characters are Howard Moon and Vince Noir, amazing character names. But Howard is like this older guy, and he's super into jazz. And the reason he can't play music anymore is because the spirit of jazz will get inside of him. <laughs> Because he made a deal with the spirit of jazz. I want Supernatural to do a monkey's paw episode so bad, but I also understand that they will never do it as well as Holic. Look it up. Don't oh, make me explain it. Yeah. I understand that there's an XXX in front of it. Yeah. Holic. It's an anime. Okay. I thought it was a porn for the longest time because of the three totally X's in wrong. front of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, what is it's it, very hentai? sexy. No, it's not a hentai. But it's almost a hentai? No, not at no, all. It's, it's not even edgy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's still sexy, though. It's sexy. All right, I have two words and oh, eight letters for you. Hmm? I have two words and eight letters for you. Aardvark. Wait. Just that's one word. Wait. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, there's a monkey's paw episode? Yes. Maybe. Um, episode uh, season 14, here we come. Also, I can't talk about devil deals without talking about Robert Johnson. Yes. Let's do it. The Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil myth is not a supernatural thing. No, that's no, like... That's- that's like people in America quick, believe that to be legitimate very history. Very quick Google search. It was one of the first things that yeah. came up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is Robert Johnson, this idea, because so Robert Johnson is one of the founding members of the 27 Club. Yes. Which is the club of musician and artists who died at the age of 27. Obviously very tragic. Yep. Usually, like in, you know, more recent times, it's more due to drug use. We've got yeah. Robert Johnson, who recently, we've got Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Was uh, Amy Winehouse in that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Amy Winehouse. Uh, Janis Joplin, yep. Jimi Hendrix. Yep. Um, Anton 
uh, Yelchin yes. to be the most recent because mm-hmm. uh, he died just a couple of years ago. So actors count too, not just actors music. count yeah. too. If you are a famous the, person, some kind of famous person or artist, yes. And there are people who actually believe there is an NPR article about this. There are people who believe that Robert Johnson really did sell his soul to the devil, yeah, for his musical talent. Y'all, a folklorist has had to come out and be like, no, that's not true. That- he was like, the, the art of the NPR article was like, yeah, there's no evidence. I was like, really? There's no evidence that Robert Dodgson sold his soul to Satan? <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that's not an IOU written anywhere? I mean, okay. Dear Lucifer? I mean, in the... In, Dear in Mark the Pellegrino. Dear okay. Mark Pellegrino. No, I think Satan would write Robert Johnson an invoice. In, yeah. in the defense of the person that said there's, quote-unquote, no evidence. He is right. I agree with him. Yeah, there is no there, evidence. There are people that practice religious... Um, religious rituals all the time, and there's... There's proof that they practice religious rituals. Selling your soul to the devil would be, quote-unquote, a religious ritual. Bruh, I could well, sell I mean, my goddamn Mercedes <laughs> to Jimmy fucking Neutron. I mean... And I can write out the a bill of sale. That doesn't I mean, mean it actually happened. I'm not saying that I it mean, happened. I'm not, people... I'm not saying that it happened. I'm just saying that, like... Finding the level of humor that we do find yeah. in that quote, there's what? no evidence... It's just, a what ti- I imagine? it's just a tiny bit unrealistic because there's plenty of proof in other cultures throughout history that people practice religious rituals, which selling your soul would be. No, but what I imagine is a group of government-funded people going to a crossroads and being like, I think this is where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. Start... <laughs> Started an excavation site, did not find a metal box full of cat bones, and went, well, this must not be the right place, and then went to a different place and go, this is the place, and did it so many times, and like, oh, we can't find any evidence of it. That's what I think of. archaeologist was like, look... There is no evidence. I I am doing my PhD on this. There is no evidence. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not disagreeing with you guys that it's not a humorous idea. I'm just saying, there's... There's thousands of years of evidence that people practice religious yeah. rituals. Yeah. But I, I understand the humor behind the idea. I do. So I just think I'm it's gonna... funny that NP fucking R yeah. had to find a guy to just Because <laughs> here's the thing. If we were like back and... in the 1700s, some dickheads doing like Satan shit, yeah. I would be like, yeah, totally makes sense. I get it. But the idea that because this article did not came out a hundred years after his death, yeah, a hundred years after his death, so not not a hundred years after his death when he was a hundred, yeah. So he died at twenty seven, a hundred. So fifty three years later, fifty three years later. Wait, is that right? right. No, that's not right. Hold on, eighty three years later. No, he died at twenty seven. Seventy. So seventy seven. Eighty three years later. No. Eighty. 83 yeah, plus yes. 27. Yes, 73. 73? Yeah. 73. Alexa, 
What's 83 plus 27? That's 110. That's 110. So, hey. so yeah, 73 is right. Yeah, Travis, okay. fucking short. That is my job. I am Alexa. All right, well, I was a music major, <laughs> not a math I major. I already said 73, God I damn feel it. like we should take it. So Travis's... 73 years later, NPR, <laughs> some jackass at NPR was like, we're doing this story about Ryder Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Better find an expert on the subject. Well, yeah. Somebody who has written papers about this to be like Someone, BT Dubs guys. Even Robert better Johnson than that. Didn't sell his soul. Yeah, even better than that. Someone has written a paper about Robert Johnson and how he has not sold his soul. Yes, I mean, some somebody was like, "This is pretty prevalent. Better take care of this while I'm I, at it." Again, I don't disagree with the humor of that statement. Yeah, <laughs> I don't because it's fucking hilarious. True. I'm just pointing out the more practical side like, of the matter. I feel like we oh, can take but, Travis's picture. A little bit further, like what if instead, like a, like it was actually Satan that gave him mystical, magical guitar powers? We're actually just in the Matrix, and those government people were actually just Agent Smiths who took him out of the Matrix, plugged him into a computer, and put in a little cassette. That Whoa, had I know bluegrass. Yeah, I know bluegrass. I know bluegrass now. Show me. So okay, basically, somebody was like Robert Johnson, who sat in a room and played a guitar. For 41 days. Yep. And 16 hours. Yep. And became amazing at blues guitar. Was like, wow, he must have sold his soul to the devil yeah. for yep. that. <laughs> yep. I mean, and that's based on the fact that you have to do a thousand hours of something to become an expert at exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, like I said, like oh, I said, 10,000? I oh, do not fuck. disagree with the humor of the statement. I am just pointing out the more practical slash realistic side yep. that there are. Thousands of years of evidence that people practice religious rituals. We got it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But there, th- that being said, really, really, there is no evidence that Robert Johnson even tried to contact our Lord Satan yeah. to, <laughs> to make this deal, right? Because um, our Lord Pellegrino. Our Lord San Pellegrino. <laughs> because uh, the, the people point to the Crossroad Blues as being like, that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. If you actually listen to Crossroad Blues, it's about a hitchhiker who runs across a man in black situation. It's more in, it's more in common with Young Goodman Brown yeah. than it does with Faust. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't understand the Young Goodman Brown reference, and I understand you'll probably have to cut this out. Please explain it to me really quickly. Oh. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote a story about this guy going out to the woods and meeting the devil. That's what Crossroad Blues is about. It's about beating the devil, not actually summoning him to make a deal. Okay, yeah. thank Faust, you. Faust like seeks out Satan to make a deal with him. Um, Robert Johnson's song "Crossroad Blues" is just about running into him. Like, at the yeah, okay. it's like I okay. was going down the road. Yeah, and there was a four way stop. Yep, and on the other side of the four way stop, well, it happened to be Satan. Yep, okay, pretty much. Oh, something we did not cover yet is that the Crossroads reference is in is throughout history and different cultures. Generally, a reference to in between. Yes. Places, yes. Well, which, um, which would make it. Uh, according to my research, um, they used to worship uh, gods at the crossroads, yes. particularly Mercury and Odin. Okay. Don't know why those were mentioned in the same text, but they were. Yeah, and that's a little strange. Do, do you remember what name I said for voodoo hoodoo? Because I do not remember. I, I have it down. Um, in voodoo, Papa Legba, who is a super important voodoo mm-hmm. figure 
um, was the Ewa of the Crossroads. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, and I do apologize. Um, also, according to uh, Voodoo and Hoodoo Legend, people could play games of chance and meet a black man at midnight or just before dawn. Okay. Um, so Crossroads, obviously... Uh, very important. It's also in, it's also and probably because of the voodoo influence, a popular legend in blues songs. I mean, we've already mentioned yes. Crossroads Blues, mm-hmm. but it's also talked about in uh, "Set It to the Devil," which is by Black Spider Dumpling. Um, let's talk about those puppos. Before we get no, to the puppos, I want to mention something else about Crossroads. Puppos, is there is this concept of um, like I forgot the actual world word but it's like these ethereal spaces where reality is altered yeah the yes. in between the what was in between and betwixt something yeah along those lines which um, was these like these liminal spaces yeah are places where like reality always seems a bit off and that something about that is so especially nowadays it's so american in its culture because there is this picture <clears throat> Like, we all know the American Gothic, like, painting of, like, the farmer and his wife. Yeah. But I feel like there is a more modernized version of what American Gothic is. And it is, um, highway crossroads. Mm -hmm. Where you pull off at an exit and there is always a McDonald's a Burger King, a KFC Taco Bell, and at least three different gas stations. Yep. And everybody has been here. Yep. Everybody has been here. Not in the exact same place, but everybody in America has been to this place. Yes. So... There is a subway. There is a love station with an Arby's in it. It's always the same. I want to say that Lewis Black is the one that made this joke, but it could be incredibly, incredibly wrong. Mm-hmm. But there is a male, white male comedian that made the joke. Very specific. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, Thank God there are only ten of them. I'm, <laughs> so it would be really easy to knock them down. Horrible with names. Again, I'm horrible with names. I want to say this, Lewis Black, but it could be very wrong. I just know that it's definitely a white male comedian made the joke that they built a Starbucks across from the Starbucks. Yes. Okay. Is that Lewis Black? Probably. It's, okay. it's actually, a, a, it's it's a joke they made in a fucking Shrek movie, so who the fuck yeah. knows? Okay. <laughs> but well, it's a cultural joke. I live near, or I used to live near the redneck version of this, which is they put on sev- where 70 uh, old railroad bed uh-huh. slash county line road crosses 72. Yes. They have a map A map across, across the street a from a map yeah. Yes. yeah. So like, That's because when you're on e- each side of the highway, yes. you can pull off. You don't have to turn left. You exactly. can just turn, pull right it, into it. But it is literally the only crossroads where I've seen where yeah. that happens. <laughs> of any I'm sort of sure store. Napcos are also franchised by different people. True. Possibly, yeah. But I said all that to say this is these liminal spaces, uh, you have to be careful because you could possibly cross into alternate realities so just yeah, and be careful while you're, you're out. When on you the cross road. from old railroad bed across seventy two to county line, it's like crossing it's, into go, a different you world. You go from redneck to bougie. Yeah. You know so. what's worse than physical gags? What's that? Local humor. Yeah. 
Bite me. Girl, you're right. Bite me. So um, let's talk about some doggos. Let's talk about some, some puppers, doggos and some, some good boys. I love some puppers. Some good boys. First of all, I want to say this, and this is a true fact that I found in all of my research. All hellhounds are good boys. Yeah. Yes. Very good boys. <laughs> um, we talked about earlier in the episode. They to their owners. How they do. We talked about in the episode uh, Cerberus, probably the most famous of the doggos yes. that are also hellhounds. And and and, and, and hellhounds and supernatural are definitely like. I mean, they're still good boys, but they're dragging people to hell. Yeah. Um. So there's that. I find the hellhounds ironic because they don't bite the hand that feeds, but they do feed on hands. True that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in myth, the the doggos, the hellhounds are not necessarily like, you know, hunting down people to drag them to hell. Like Cerberus just kept dead people from leaving. Right. Um. Yeah, wouldn't a three hundred dog? Uh, Celtic. What, yeah. what I saw when I did a really quick Google search was in Celtic uh, lore. There's a specific hellhound that is neither good nor bad, but if you see him, it is a definite portent of imminent death. Kind of like the black dog. And there were no yeah. vowels like, in it, so I cannot pronounce it to save of course, my fucking as life. As soon as you said that it was a Celtic thing, of course there's no vowels There's in no it. vowels. I cannot pronounce it. Maybe I'm there's sorry. one Y in there, but well, there's not. Well, also, the black dog also <laughs> appears. I know what you're talking about, and the black yes. dog also appears in, like, the Scottish and... Well, yeah. and was probably the inspiration for J.K. Rowling's Yeah, with Sirius grim, Black. Yeah, the I was really hoping that I would see a black dog because I really wanted to make a Sirius Black joke, but I couldn't because we never saw the dog. We never see the dog. They were spoiler, invisible the whole time. Spoiler. What? You never see them. Damn it. But yeah, that is I true. I will say, this, we this, never see those good boys. This episode was as serious as it was black. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. I will say, Sirius Black in dog form, as well as Remus Lupin in werewolf form, both good boys. Yeah, Good boys. Good boys. Yes, great boys. Um, a lot of, uh, again, we see that blues connection. Um, Robert Johnson apparently was not interested in discounting this rumor. Not that I think it existed at the time of his death. Because he has another song called Hellhound on My Trail. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, guy. Uh, which refers to a cadijo, or a Mexican and Central American big black dog that hunts travelers who mm, walk late at night on rural yes. roads. So you have a lot of examples of black dogs. I mean, they're, it's a very old sort of like... You know what's funny is in the past week, I actually scrolled past a Tumblr post mm. of an artist that drew a bunch of versions of black dogs throughout culture. They included the Grimm. They yeah. included uh, the Katijo. Yeah. They included the Awizotl. Mm. Um, not the Awizotl. Yes, Awizotl. Yeah. This will be included in the non-existent show notes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely not. Don't put that yeah, on no. us. But it was, it was really cool because there was a bunch of stuff from like Hindu and Indian culture and Chinese and Asian culture and all these like really cool things that other like black dog figures that I didn't know about. And I was like, oh, these are some cool doggos. I keep... Um, I keep picking on the non-existent show notes because I am a fan of the show. I listen to it every week as it comes yeah, out. Yeah, and then you and listen. Y'all are You're always, like, y'all are always for the last six or seven episodes. This will be in the show notes. Hey, and I look and I look and I look. There's no fucking show. You, That's the goddamn that joke. Is, that is to blame on both me and Ari because every time Ari is like, "This is going to be in the show notes," and I'm like. 
No, it won't. It's going to mess with our RSS listen, feed. Listen, y'all will never live it down. Because the with one me, time. You will never live it down. The one time I tried to add something to the show notes. It didn't work. It didn't work. It messed up our RSS feed and it only posted to Libsyn instead of everywhere else. Please. Until I could fix it. Please actually include this in the actual edited episode. Okay. <laughs> oh, can I share with you my favorite. A name for a black dog that wanders around in these myths. Yes. What's that? The Modi Doo. The Modi Doo. Also referred to as the Mouth Dog Doog, is known to inhabit only one location, Peel Castle, on the Isle of Man. The most famous interaction occurred between the dog and a guard. The dog, emboldened by alcohol, determined that he would find a deal with this haunter. So he off he went alone down the corridors of the castle. Shortly thereafter, his screams were heard. When he was found, he mentioned only the dog. Several days later, he died. I just love that name. It's spelled M-O-D-D-E-Y-D-H-O-O. Nice. But yeah, there are tons of different types. There's a church grim, which is a Finnish dog. There's Yith Hound. Yith Hound? Yith Hound? It's Y-E-T-H. Okay. Um, Tons of different ones that I have. Because Y-F-H, Y-I-F-F is an entirely different kind of hound. Stop, stop. I love that I catch no blame for the show notes thing because I'm too ephemeral to catch. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Ari always mentions the show notes, I, I do, and I then do I'm I'm usually always the person who posts the episode. So I honestly have this running uh, belief that while Ari's saying this will be in the show notes, Travis is going no, shaking his yeah, head like that's, shut up. That's shut basically up. <laughs> like there was actually there was one episode pretty early in season one. That was like, we talked about a bunch of books we were reading. Yeah. And Ari was like, we're going to put all these books in the show notes. And <laughs> as I was listening to that episode before I posted it, at 1 a.m., I was like, no. <laughs> no. And I literally no. wrote, you can blame Travis for not putting the books in the show notes. It's all right. People can look it up themselves. I really yeah. don't care anymore. All right. So that's the end of my notes. Um, I hope you've learned more about Crossroads deals, deals with the devils, and good doggos. Yeah. Uh, who do what their, you know, masters tell them what to do. Um, Elizabeth, thank you so much for having, for being on this yes. episode with us. I had a good time. Thank you. I had uh, a great time. I think time. our listeners enjoyed it as well. Um, is there any social media that we can find you at if anybody... I'm on Instagram as Jimmy Safe Word, no caps, all one, one word. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Travis. Yes. The next episode is called Croatoan. Croatoan. What's it about? Sam and Dean go to an island in the South Pacific. This is lost. And no. <laughs> no. They go to an island in the South Pacific and they're like, man, it's really hot and humid here. There's a lot of bugs. Don't like that. Is this erectophobia? And then all of a sudden, the island they're on. Which turns out to be an active volcano starts erupting. <laughs> and it's Krakatoa. Oh my god. Oh shit, you're right. It is Krakatoa. My bad. I know I'm just interrupting you, but I'm like, I'm gonna get this I'm gonna nail this oh, shit. Oh god damn it, you're right. That is Krakatoa. <laughs> oh well, well, the next episode has Sam and Demon. <laughs> All right, well we'll I talk feel about like it you next time. If you want to find us, you can at Habcast at Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. Yes. Also, you can email us at heyasbutpodcast at gmail.com. We have 
merch. Check it the fuck out. Oh, God. We're definitely going to have merch by this episode. We definitely are. There'll probably be a link in the description. Who knows? No, there won't. Review and subscribe to our podcast. Yes, on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify. everything that you can think of. Because that's how we get the the podcast out to more people. Thank you, guys. Have a good fucking life. Goodbye forever. Wait, wait, wait. Nope, it's too late. We're going. <laughs> we started. Oh, okay. God damn it. Go back.